como el agua que llueve en el cielo. Te quiero porque quiero que me quieras Porque como tú no hay nadie más que me What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Monday Night Crimson Capsules, the longest episodic running episodic program here on YouTube. Are we good? No? We got the wrong mic going. Pass the mic. Pass the mic. All right. Here's what we're going to do here. We're going to get the audio straight. There we go. All right. We're back here on this YouTube live stream. We had the wrong mic. We had the wrong mic. Microphone check. One, two. What is this? The five foot assassin with the rub net business. Always gravity. Never had a cavity. <laughs> I, can't, I messed it up. Anyway, man. We got the Obama mic going on for a second, man. People already logged off. They're like, what the hell is this, man? We No intro, no mic. We going right into it today, man. No intro music, no nothing. Anyway, shout out to the Coach Gang for being here. Hopefully we get some people in here. This will be a decent, uh, this will be a good topic for people who might need this topic, all right? Um, a lot of people might not want this topic. A lot of people might be past the red pill rage stage, all right? So, um, you know, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, we're going to talk about this. A lot of people uh, might be staring at me, Martin Luther Lee, right now. Okay. You're looking at me, Martin Luther Lee, like, what kind of microphone are you on right now? You on that Obama microphone. Uh, somebody says, yeah, man, no foreplay, man. We going in. We got to, you know, she got to work her wet. We, we got to work her wetness up. <laughs> so um, today we're talking about overcoming RP rage. Are you still consumed by RP rage? You might be consumed by it. You might be worried about it. All right. You might be headed down the wrong path uh, with this information. You may become, as they say, black pilled. You might be enraged. You might take your baby up, mama, delete her out. You know what I mean? All of these things. We want to get men past all that stuff. So the point of today's show is to get you past all of that uh, type of thing here, because it is a it is a necessary step in the direction that you're going. But we're going to talk about why you might be stuck there. <laughs> why you might be stuck there. And before we do that, let's acknowledge the Super Chats and get into the show. Hey, Arturo Hernandez back in the building. Appreciate you for being here. I was like, Emilio says, Coach, I had jury duty today. Civil service. Congratulations. Hopefully you got dismissed from the case. He said the amount of men in the courthouse looking like their dog died was terrible as they were taking through the ringer. And he says the women were glowing. Protect your meat. Free agent lifestyle. Uh, yeah, that typically happens in a courthouse because a lot of times, you know, a guy might be taken off of work, right, to get to here. And he's like, man, I hope I don't need to be. I got to go. I got to go provide for my family. Uh, women are looking for it. They, they get extra attention there. A lot of guys getting taken through the ringer, uh, getting cases put on them. One thing I'm going to advise you is do not get involved in the legal system as much as you can. 
Okay. As much as you can, the legal system is not going to favor you. Okay. So you do want to stay away from the legal system and it will put stress on your life. All right. Leaf is in the building. That is our man, Mr. Joshua. And Swing Out Museum says, hey, coach and the coach gang, likes up and subscribe. Thank you, everybody. And thank you, everybody that's over in the live chat. Appreciate you, man. Uh, the women are getting the RP rage lately. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one of the things that we have to understand. Let me go ahead and pop this up. We're going to pop this up today. Um, Oh, you know what? I wanted to talk about this because we did talk about it. We did talk about it. Let's talk about this real briefly. Um, oddly enough, you know, this thing came up with uh, the Miami Dolphins coach, this guy right here, Brian Flores. Well, quietly, the Miami Dolphins, uh, the Miami Dolphins hired this guy right here, Michael, Mike McDaniels, Mike McDaniel. Call me McDaniel, not McDonald's. All right, shout out to Mike McDaniel. Congratulations for becoming the head coach, the new head coach of the Miami Dolphins. All right, <laughs> shout out to them. Oddly enough, he's a Miami. I mean, he's a uh, he's a minority hire. He's black. All right, let's take a look here. They hired another black guy. Oh boy, people pissed off right now. <laughs> this is what happens when you play stupid games and you get stupid prices. All right, so they went and literally. Uh, hired a, a a black guy right here, <laughs> man. I'm I'm dead. Also, in case you don't know, this guy is half black, half white. <laughs> oh shit! I'm I'm tired of the world. The world, y'all crazy, bro. Y'all crazy. So this guy right here, this guy right here, his dad is black and his mom is white. So. <laughs> Pro blacks losing their mind, bro. Oh, what is this, man? Miami's like, bro, she black. He identifies as black. All right, look at this, bro. This is why I this is why I tell you guys stop with this stuff, man. Stop with this stuff. This guy right here is a black man. He's a black man. He identifies as a black man. <laughs> Would y'all stop peddling this stuff? They gonna literally have a strategy to get over on your ass. And yeah, and Flores is from Honduras. Come on, man. If this guy's not a black man, how is Brian Forrest a black man? <laughs> how do we clown his black? <laughs> you got to love the world, man. And then, look, this is what I'm saying. Because if if I said, you know, uh, everybody says if if your father's black, then you black. What's going on? Wait, 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 wait. Pro blacks. Give me a second here. Pro black. If if don't y'all say if one of the parents black is black, black overrides every gene? Huh? Don't y'all say that? The one drop rule? Come on, man. Y'all got to be consistent. Y'all got to be consistent. His father's a black man. It counts. Don't that count? No. What, what is going on, man? I can't, I can't keep up. I can't keep up with the constant moving of the goalpost. The one drop rule. This a black man, according to him. He better have some family pictures up in this damn thing. Here it is right here. Mike McDaniel is biracial. His father is black, while his mother's ethnicity is not in the public sphere. Uh-oh. <laughs> what is that? He grew up in Colorado. Boy, they better have some pictures, man, with his mama, Donna. Oh, the mom raised him. Who raised him as a single mom? <laughs> so the dad wasn't even the picture. The dad wasn't even in the picture, son. Miami said, you count as black. Black, 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 black. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. And he grew up in Colorado. Ay, ay, ay. 
it says interesting women daniel worked for the with the broncos he introduced his mom to then broncos video operator somebody somebody the pair eventually married oh that's interesting and he says here um he says here quote it is surreal wait wait where's this oh here it is right here it is surreal when i think about and think about it but i remember one particular day walking around and all of a sudden noticing i what does he say hey I'm the only fair-skinned person in these picture frames, McDaniel told NBC Sports. My grandmother on my dad's side is black, and my dad is black. So, whoa, 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 whoa. He is black as Kamala Harris, right? Y'all said Kamala Harris was black. Come on, man. We need some, we need some consistency, man. If Kamala Harris, let's pull up Kamala Harris. Y'all said Kamala Harris was black. Remember? Remember y'all kept saying, and I said Kamala Harris ain't black. And y'all kept saying, well, her dad is half Jamaican. Remember y'all told me that? And y'all was trying to say Kamala was black right here. So now, so now when it doesn't work for you, he ain't black. <laughs> what is going on in this world? Stop the world. Stop the world. Y'all was defending Kamala Harris black, but why can't he be a black man? Why can't he be a black man? <laughs> Let's look at this video real quick. Somebody said the new Texas coach resembles the, the coach. I'm sure, I swear to God, he does. Let's, let's listen. Daniel, 38 will be the first minority hire. At he will be the first minority hire. Holy moly. Stop the world. Daniel, 38 will be the first minority hire at head coach in the 2022 cycle. McDaniel is multiracial. His father is black. The Texans aren't. This dude ain't seen his father in 38 years. <laughs> And he said, hey, uh, I'm a black man, if y'all want to know. Y'all want to hire me, I'm black. My daddy black. Talks with Lovey Smith about potentially becoming next. Hey, who is that? Is that me? Wait a minute. Am I going to be the coach of the Texans? Hey, I'm leaving, man. I'm resigning my job right now. Mm. <laughs> I'm resigning my job right now. I'm going to coach, man. I'm back in the league. Let's go. We going in the NFL. Here I am, bro. We going to the league. I'm coaching. Give me my Texas gear. I got my new team. Let's go. <laughs> Is that me? It looked like me for a second, don't it? Don't that look like me? I told you I wasn't moving to Texas, but I'm moving to Houston. I got me a coaching job. Let's go. Mm. Texas, let's go. We going to the Super Bowl this year. Hey, listen up, man. We going to be on the sidelines. Coach gang, y'all get in for free. Coach gang is getting in for free to all the Texas game. Tell them I sent you. Tell them I sent you. <laughs> hey. Coach, according to our Adam Schefter. We in. The Texans have included Smith, the team's associate head coach. And hey, I'm going to get fired in about a week. They're going to find out how many Kayleys I ran through in uh, the Woodlands, Texas. Because I'm moving to the Woodlands, y'all. We going to the Woodlands. They're going to find out how many Kayleys I'm blowing through, and they're going to fire me in a week. Defensive coordinator in their discussions all along, but his fantasy has gained. There I am right there. Look, there I am right there. Hey, that's me in 15 years, 10 years, huh? That's going to be what I look like. That's not bad. Not bad at all. Let's see what Stephen A. Smith thinks about uh, this hire. Two, when we look at uh, Mike McDaniels, we wish him nothing but the best. What did you say? He's, he's mixed. Is that what you said, Molly? Uh, multiracial multi, is how he identifies. Multi, 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 that's multi how he identifies a multiracial. Yeah, multiracial. Okay, fine. No <laughs> Stephen A. Smith, he, he stuck. He was like, wait, he identified what? Wait, he's what? Yo, hey, man, we going to need some literally some some consistency here, brothers.
Why y'all mad at this black man for getting this job? Stephen A. Smith, oh, that's how he identifies. No, most black people immediately, if a man's father is black, you immediately call him a black man, Drake. Now he, uh, 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 uh. man, this is ridiculous, man. I told y'all, this is what you do when you open this door. When we look at uh, Mike McDaniels, we wish him nothing but the best. What did you say? He's he's mixed. Is that what you said, Molly? Uh, multiracial multi, is how he identifies. Multi, multi. That's multi-racial. how he identifies. So multi-racial. Yeah, multiracial. Okay, fine. No <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Stephen A. Smith got egg on his face. Look at that egg on that pro black face, man. I tell you, bro. I tell you, you can't win with people, man. This is why you let. This is why you gotta laugh. And the reason why I opened up with that story is you gotta laugh. He says, "What coach know about them Whitlands, Katies? Yeah, I know what the, about them Kayleys. Terrible, man. <laughs> he get this paper, they mad at him. Oh, he identifies. Oh, multiracial. Uh huh. Now, if this dude happened, if okay, let's just say it was Clay Clay Thompson from the Golden State Warriors. Say for instance, he gets a head coaching job. Are they gonna do that to Clay Thompson? Because Clay is really light, bright, almost white. Okay, so his daddy black and his mama white. But what's going on, man? Where's the consistency? And uh, that dude better produce some pictures asapidly. All right, I don't want to hear that. He better produce some pictures for this shit to go on. All right, let's get back to some super chats. We're gonna get in here. Uh, where are we at? Uh, so we got me. Uh, Alan Bishop says keep spreading the RP mindset, coach. There uh, to all these young guys out here, six point five out of one thousand guys are getting married. Don't do it. Wow, six point five out of one thousand. That's pretty low. But um, yeah, man. Uh, for the men who have done it, we're trying to warn you. Definitely try to warn you. All right. Uh, Swing Out Museum says NFL shut down a lot of ish because <laughs> they gonna hire Lovey Smith, and then they gave Lovey Smith the Texans job. <laughs> the Texans. Oh my lord. Now they're going to be complaining still. Well, they gave them the Texans job. Like, this is why you don't respond to how many people are in the league. Like, because they're like, there were eight last year. There were only one. Okay, people got fired. Wait till the hiring cycle. Now you have two. You have two more, right? You got the you got the Miami Dolphins coach, and now you got Lovey Smith. And they still complaining. They still mad. They like, take, no, you got the Texans. No. And then you got a half white, half black. No. <laughs> All right, Nick Broussard says, Coach, I'm not playing about my black children anymore. I'm not playing about my black children. Take care of my black children. You know, these white moms don't understand. Well, too much. Too bad. All right, Arnold says, the new Texas coach resembles the coach. I'm in, man. I'm sneaking in the Texas stadium, man. I'm putting on a hat, a beanie, and I'm rolling in there. I'm like, man, and I'm going to start coaching some dudes up. Come on, man. Come on, man. Let's go, man. Let's go, man. Get some tackles, man. Stop, Stop grabbing, man. Stop trying to push the ball out. Tackle. Shout out to Mexi Michael. He says, don't fret or rage. RP men improve yourself after uh, day after day. And he says to take solace in the fact that unlike them, we will not become a Shane new. Or we might not. He says we will not become a Shane new. Xmas cake. Gal pass herself by date. Shout out to that guy, Pete. Appreciate you, Mexi Michael. Do me a favor, man. Look, hit me, hit the like button in the building before we get into this uh, episode here. This is an important episode. Let's take some serious stuff. We had some fun here. Uh, this is the stages of grief. Uh, according to anything, any, any very much, any pivotal event in your life, 
that causes pain, discomfort. You know what I mean? It's a shocking event. You lose your job. That's a shocking event. Uh, you get fired. You you, uh, you you have a kid out of wedlock. Someone dies. Uh, something like that. You know, that causes some sort of uh, shift. You get a divorce. Okay. These are big events that people really underestimate how difficult they are. And so you're going to go through a stage of grief, which is going to be these five stages that I identify. Okay. And, uh, you know, you're going to go through the den denial, isolation. Typically, you know, you're going to be like, I can't believe this is happening to me. I know this is not happening. You're going to try to save it. Or if you're going through this experience where we're educating you on nature and how to adjust to the modern times and a modern woman moving forward from 20, uh, 2004 into 2024 into 2030. A lot of guys hear the information I'm giving them and they're in flat out denial. This is not true. Now, I don't really understand how you can arrive at that, but it's okay. You can be in denial of what I'm teaching, right? You can disagree too, but I'm not telling you any lies. You actually know what I'm talking about and you know it's really true, but you will deny that it's accurate because it doesn't fit what you want out of this life, which is fine, which is fine. But it is a stage of grief because you probably arrived here for a reason. You didn't end up on my channel because your life is going fantastic. The algorithm wouldn't have put me into your mix. You ended up on my channel because you probably saw somebody else that was talking about something similar to what I talk about. And then you said, well, there's another guy talking about this and there's another guy talking about this. And then you arrived here and you're like, wow, this community seems pretty engaged in this guy. So he must be saying something. And then you come in here and you say, hey, this is not true. Right. It doesn't fit what you want out of this life. And it's fine. But eventually you'll get to the stage right here, anger, because you'll go out there and you'll try to make what you want to be true. You'll try to make it true. And girl, you know, it's true. Right. And so then you'll go out there again and then you'll end up here because really the stuff that you tried to say I was wrong about, you went out there and tried it. And then you got a little bit more confirmation and then you got mad. It's similar to if somebody says, you know, there's, you know, that Easter bunny thing. You know what I mean? That Sandy. That Sandy Claus thing, you know what I mean? And then you look back and you go, man, these people really lied to me. I can't believe the world really lied to me. They told me if I put coats over puddles and pulled out chairs and handed out chocolate, I'd get a Valentine's date. The women would love me for that. They told me if I had a sense of humor, they would really, really love me for this. And then you found out that that's not true. Women out here be giving out peace leave to Chad's and Tyrone. Okay, easier than You've been getting it. And so you had to jump through all these hoops and hurdles. Tyrone did not. You found out that 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 you dropped the girl off after her after your date and she went and got plowed. All right. You went back over. Oh, I forgot my keys. Oh, I forgot something in your apartment building. Oh, you can't come in. All right. Why? Oh, so smell like Badus. Smell like Badusi in there. What's going on? And who? What? Oh, he eating my leftovers too. Oh. You get angry. And a lot of guys get stuck right here. They get stuck right here. Then they get stuck in a bargaining stage, which is going to be your purple pill, your class A purple pill, which you're going to say, I understand red pill information, but yet I'm going to hold out for relationships. You're hearing a lot of people recently that have been staunch, staunch manosphere people who you probably never seen them in relationships. Now they're saying, you know, I'm really a relationship type of guy.
Uh, this is a bargaining. This is basically they see a fad, a phase. They see things going a certain way. Their leaders are telling them, no, nah, we're going to push relationships or relationships is the safe button to push because then, you know, you won't get as much scrutiny. But you've never seen them have a relationship. You've never seen them stop and have a relationship. Okay. But now they're trying to claim that they're relationship material and that they're really behind relationships. And now I will tell you, I'm a staunch traditionalist in essence, like I believe the traditional model is the best model for uh, the capitalist society. All right. You know, but uh, that's neither here or there. You get stuck here, anger phase. And this is what we're going to talk about because there's some dangers to this. If we take that rapper in Milwaukee, I believe he deleted his baby mama because of he could not put up with the constant baby mama drama, the constant abuse, the constant manipulation, the constant gaslighting. The things that I teach you about, I teach you about these things, right? And then when you go out there in your world, you actually see exactly what I'm talking about. And then you might do the bargaining. Well, not all women are doing that and all of this stuff. Let's take you through the first reason. Number five, we'll go from five backwards. Uh, uh, the first reason why you don't overcome your RP rage. All right, shout out to Loud Pockets on the Cash App. He says, here's a secret that many of you guys don't know. That'll cause you some rage. rage. Reason number five, you haven't, this is why you haven't overcome your RP rage. This is why you still have it. Reason number five, you haven't resolved your issues with your ex, your ex-girlfriend. All right, and so let me just say this, and I meant to say this up front. Many men arrive here for different reasons, right? And then when you arrive here, you start going into certain uh, alphabet soups in terms of uh, an acronym here, an acronym there, whatever best suits you, right? So you might go MGTOW, or if you might go SYSBM, or you might just say I'm Manosphere, Black Manosphere. And a lot of those guys in the Black Manosphere or that might follow them, they never say we're not getting married. They just say we just want to put clear the air on what our points is. But a lot of those guys will be bargaining stage guys. They'll still be out here dating. They'll be dating single moms. They'll be doing, they'll be doing everything that uh, they come on to their channel and talk about that they don't do. They'll be doing it. And uh, they'll be out here banging overweight women, old women. They'll be doing the whole thing, right? And they'll say, hey, I'm really an RP guy. I'm really a Manosphere guy. I'm Black Manosphere. I'm it more. I'm SYSBM. I'm MGTOW. Now, you might arrive here for whatever reason. And some people might criticize me. Well, you're not really MGTOW because you never had this and you, you weren't an ugly nerd. You're a you're really a Tyrone and you got married and got sent here, right? They start saying you were a man who were sent your own way. These are people coping. They're stuck in red pill rage, right? You know, that that is a sentence of red pill rage, right? People gatekeeping and they try to tell you why you shouldn't be here and why, where you should be. Gatekeeping. And then you have people that are literally like, we're the we're the leaders here. We'll tell you what we're, we'll tell you where you are, right? They never led nothing in their entire life. Like literally led nothing. And so what they do is they try to come lead over here. So, um, you know, this is why I have told you I have been a leader before I got here. So I don't need to lead this. Like this is not my, this is not my, uh, you know, top accomplishment in life. So some, some content creator, this be their top accomplishment. This is the best I've ever done in my life. So I'm going to hold on to it. And I'm a gatekeeper. A sign of a, a sign of a, a damaged man is trying to gatekeep internet groups. <laughs> they try to, hey, I'm this person over here. I'm the person. I'm the godfather. Aren't there two godfathers in the sphere? 
How are they going to be two? There's literally a godfather, a white one, and a godfather, a black one. I, <laughs> I be scratching my head like, yo, uh, did you nominate yourself as the godfather? And are the godfathers ever going to get together and figure out who the godfather? Right? Mm. I'd be like, isn't there two godfathers? Am I tripping? There's like three of them. You know what I'm saying? Do we get a Mexican godfather too? Hey, Latino brothers, we need a Mexican godfather. We definitely need a Mexican one and an Asian one. We like 18 godfathers in this mug. Like, what the hell? Who nominated y'all's asses? Sit y'all's asses down. Tell all these people to sit the hell down, man. And look, there's only one godfather. And it's the one from the World Wrestling Federation. And the whole train. These whole train. You know what? There's really one godfather. And it's Tony the Blatalian over here. I'm the godfather. You tell me over here. You got to see me if you want to be the godfather over here. I'm the one that runs the show. I'm the one that makes all the rules over here. All right, you got to see me, man. Hey, head over to, head over there on the Long Island over there, Suffolk County over there, and I'll meet you right there on the North Beach, man. I tell you over here, you don't mess with me. You don't cross me over here. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what to tell you. We got to get some damn order over here. Reason number five, back into the show. This will be a fun show. It'll be a short one, too. He said the live stream bounces. Over there. Hey, go talk to Vinny. Go over there and tell him down over there. You made us over there by the pier. And if you don't tell me, if you don't handle the business the way I want to handle you, I'm sorry, son. I got to drop you. We got to put the cement shoes on you. Over here. All right, here we go. Reason number five why you have are, are stuck in red pill rage is you haven't resolved your issues with your ex. Okay, you haven't resolved your issues with your ex, meaning you might still be going through the legal issue that caused you to come over here to figure out what's going on. Now you know what's going on because we were able to explain it. And we didn't sugarcoat it. And so now you know it, but you haven't got out of the legal issue yet. So you're still dealing with child support. You're still paying child support. She's doing modifications on you. You're still going through the divorce proceedings. You're still doing, you know, depositions. You're doing mediation. You got baby mama drama. <laughs> Somebody said you need protection over here. I'll give you some protection. All right. Yeah, you need some protection over here. So here's what's happening is if you haven't resolved these issues, you're going to continue to be enraged. Uh, mean, meaning that your ex is going to still be pulling BS on you. And if she's still pulling BS on you, you're not going to be able to recover. She's going to basically make you angry, okay? And then you'll still be stuck here going through the same videos trying to get resolve or resolution for issue you've been dealing with for years. So some of you guys still have child support to pay. You're still paying alimony. You're still getting, like, she still has her dirty little hands and your resources or you just about... You're about to cut her a check. It's going to still piss you off. So one of the things that you might have to do to resolve this is to somehow um, somehow put yourself above it. You know, you have to numb yourself to whatever's still going on. Okay. It is going to be difficult for you. This is probably perhaps the most difficult step to overcome it is when you're still going through the proceedings or she still has, she still has ways to, you know, to, uh, to, to instigate against you 
that's going to cause you to fall back in court. All right. So we understand that one. Yeah, that one's understandable because it's going to be difficult. Um, the reason why I fought so vigorously in my divorce was to be able to get over that. Once I got over that and the ability to have that manipulated in my life, well, then it took the power away from that person. But as long as that person still has power in your life, they're going to be able to instigate and uh, instigate uh, actions or they're going to be able to manipulate you or they're going to be. And then you're going to be con the constant reminder is, damn, that person's still doing these things and you're going to see it for what it is. You're going to be able to call it out. You are like, oh, here it is. Coach Greg Adams told me she was going to do that. She told me she was going to do that. She told me she was going to. And now she's doing it and she's still going to be doing it. Right. So be careful with that one. That's reason number five. You're still going through baby mama drama. Um, reason number four, you haven't indulged in hobbies, traveling, etc. And this could be a financial issue or it could be you're scared. Um, or it could be that you don't know what to get into. That's going to bring you pleasure. Well, what I decided was early on that I was going to get into any hobby that I could afford that seemed affordable and that at least took some, some, some took my mind off of the issues that I was dealing with. So I even went so far as to get into remote control cars. Remember that? One of my clips in the uh, highlight was remote control cars. I thought that that was a good thing to get away from because it allowed me to fix the cars and put the cars together. And, uh, you know, it actually took my mind and put it on that thing instead of other things. Then we stopped. Me and my son found tracks. Then we found other guys that would make their own tracks in the woods. <laughs> then we would meet up with them. Pause. And uh, then it became a thing. Now, you know, I didn't go into it really further than that. I still have those those things. But it did allow me to get away. All right. Then I was able to afford traveling and open up uh, my passport to be able to travel. And it showed me a different world. It showed me what was possible. Then it was a constant, hey, where do I need to go now? I need to be able to get away and go to other places because I'm having fun in these other places. This temporary getaway is going to be fun. Okay. But if you're not doing that, if you, if you, especially if your finances are wrecked where you can't afford that, and you're getting manipulated and used in the family court, then you're going to be upset about that. You're going to be upset about that. One of the things that's going to free you guys, I always tell you, is to be a mobile man. You got to be mobile. You got to be able to get around and do things, move around and get out of your area. Okay. Get out of your area because that way it's going to be able to get things, uh, get things out of your head. That, Like uh, if you can move away from where all of your divorce stuff or your child custody issues started. Get rid of all of those files. Do you know what I mean? Like you got files and stuff. Get rid of it. Move it to a storage container. So, so you can forget it in essence. All right. So, but, but also if you're having trouble dating, I find that men that are in real pill rage, they continue to date. So they're, they're, they're disgusted by the performance or the results that they're getting on the marketplace. But you know what happens? You're still doing it behind the scenes. So when men like me say, hey, you need to delete Tinder for at least six months, you need to kind of go ghost. You need to, uh, what do they say? You need to go monk mode for th three months, six months, a year. Um, and then a guy will say, well, what about sex? What about peace league? Well, one thing I'm going to tell you is if you're still banging fat bra, I mean, this. Is, uh, listen, I'm trying to be nice here. If you're still banging the women that are still giving you the trouble on the marketplace that sent you to go, Look at these uh, videos and content creators. If you're still doing that, old women, uh, straggle daggles, overweight women, ugly women, women that wear makeup, tattoo. Like if you're still doing that, you're not going to move through it. 
you literally got to move away from that. And I'm not saying these people are bad, but these people tend to be the most toxic. If you're still arguing with women, right? You're still arguing with them. Um, like, um, like I haven't, like, I'm not dating, but I still mess with women in my own way. Like everybody, all the women know how I mess with you, right? You're not going, don't ask for a relationship. You're going to get ghosted, but we can, we can be benefits, friends with benefits, right? So I'm not monk mode anymore. I mean, I might go into it because I, there's, I'm going through a period of transition as well, but I'm not doing that. So I still interact with women. However, I set clear parameters around what I will talk to them about and what while I, I discuss with them in my time. I said it is very clear when they're dealing with me. And if they don't like it, they could kick rocks, right? So I don't worry about it. But there's no relationship. There's no possible relationship. There's no political talk. If it ever comes down to political talk, I don't want to even, it's not coming up. I don't care if we're agreeing. I don't care if we're agreeing about the political talk. It's not going to happen. And then I say, um, there's a the big one is, um, it was just on my mind. But the big one is, um, oh, we will not talk about my content. And everybody, almost everybody knows about my content, right? But we're not going to go rehash why I said this and what I said and this and that and what do you mean? And we're not going to debate it. We're not going to debate it. So there are some women that come in there. They discover who I am and then they still go along with it. Then they find themselves stuck between the rock and a hard place, getting their back blown out and not getting a relationship. And then they, oh, I want to pull your car. And then I say, you knew what it was. And then they, uh, you know, I saw you, I saw your videos. I watched your videos. Why did you say this? And why did you talk about that? And this is not true. And why don't you say this when your video, if that ever comes up, if that ever comes up, you getting squashed immediately. I'm going to show you the door. Okay, this evening is over. And the reason why, the reason why is because I'm already on here for six hours a day. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> like, if, like, this is as much as I talk about it in real life. Like, I talk about it here, and we're going to get to this point. We'll talk about it here. I'm not about to talk about it to one other woman. Let me have a side conversation with you about this book, like this stuff that I talk about on on YouTube. I don't want to even talk about it. You know what I need you to do? I need you to put your face in the pillow. All right, that's what I need to do. But people can't distinguish that this is work for me. You know what I mean? It's work. I don't want to talk about it on my off time. I just want to chill. And I'm not getting into a debate. So this is what these are clear rules that I establish. You know who I am. You know, I really like they're like, oh, I want to do YouTube, too. I want to do social media. I don't want to even talk about it with that. I don't want to talk about it. All right. I'm not talking about work and how I do social media and all that stuff. Well, tell me when you No, I'm not doing it. Face in the pillow. <laughs> right. So this is why I do. I draw clear lines on what I do and how I function with them. Um, it is what it is. It is what it is. So anyway, indulge in hobbies, indulge in travel. That way you can feel like. You're getting away from yourself. This is why I say be mobile as a guy. If you're in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, all right, you're in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and you can't get escape Calgary, you're going to be stuck as a man. You're going to be stuck as a man. If you're in Tupelo, Mississippi, 
and I shout out to everybody that I name here. If you're in Tupelo, you're in Calgary, you're in Las Vegas, and you never get out of that, you're in Milwaukee, and you never get there, bruh, it's going to be tough for you to grow as a man. You're going to have to start getting around. You got to start moving around. All right, most men have always been men that have always moved around and traveled and tried to get around. All right, and it's going to be therapeutic for you. Get invested in some hobbies. <laughs> so I says, I'm in Albert. Y'all don't want me to diss Calgary? All right, go get a horse, man. I don't know. What do you ride? What do you do in Calgary? <laughs> I like Alberta, you know? I like a horse ranch while we're at it. What are we going to do? Ride a horse? Go to the gun range in Calgary? What is it now? Negative 10 degrees in Calgary right now? That's <laughs> Calgary. Are the lakes frozen in Calgary right now? All right, let's get into the super chats and let's get into reason number. All right, who else? What he says, uh, you can CrossFit, snowboard, plenty of Kayleys. There got to be a lot of Kayleys there. Knock me Kayleys too. Buck two Kayleys. There's got to be a bunch of Kayleys there. What's the what? How cold is it in Calgary right now? Are what's the what's the what's the ratio of snow cows versus skinny Kayleys? What's the ratio of snow cows and, and skinny Kayleys in Calgary? We'll hear from our guy Greg. It's too cold in Calgary. Well, let me look it up. Calgary, Alberta. It's plus six degrees in Calgary. Oh hell no. Not I. I can't do it. Alberta is like the Texas of Canada. It is. Yeah, it is. So if you like Texas and you up in Calgary, it's the same thing. Four to one snow cow. <laughs> Let me see. I'm going to my weather app. Calgary is our new city in Canada to go after. Let me see here. Let me see. Calgary. Oh, I should just look it up on the Internet. Because I got Missoula, Montana up. Hey, Missoula's kind of warm right now. Here we go, Calgary. Alberta, Canada. Oh, it's 41 degrees right now. Hey, it's not too bad right now in Calgary. Is that because it's nighttime? It was in the 50s today. Hey, I'll go up to Cali. A lot of snow cows, they can't. He said a lot of snow cows, I can't lie. There got to be snow cows. Geographically, there got to be a lot of snow cows there. All right. Anyway, shout out to you, uh, Greg, over there in Calgary. Uh, who else on the super chat here? <laughs> Jeremiah says, "Great stream. You spelled Kanye wrong. Oh, it did a Kane. Oh, that's why I ain't getting no views today. <laughs> did I spell Kanye wrong? Is it in the thumbnail or the title? Like, look at this ignorant fool. He can't even get the damn spelling right." Let me see. Oh, it is Kane. All right, so we're going to change that right now. Look, Good looking out, man. Kane West. Kanye. I'm going to change it right now. See, look at that. Boom. Got him. All right, thank you, man. Good looking out, brother. All right, Justin Gonzalez says, old women don't play no games, coach. <laughs> old women don't play no games for show. All right. Older women, man, the, the problem with older women, they give you two piece of piece leave. They want to move in. They want a full relationship and a commitment. They want to parade your ass around. I can't. That's the thing with older women. Plus, sloppy yogurt, all that. 
You know what I mean? Like, it is not a, it's not the best sight. It's not the best sight to see. And I'm spoiled right now. I'm a little spoiled. I've been at the junior college for quite a few years. Hold on. I've been, I've been at the junior college for too many years. Anytime I do delve back into older women, meaning anyone like 38 and up, I just be like, I'll be like something just quite ain't right. My mind knows it. My body is telling me no. Wait, my mind is telling me no, but my body, my body is also telling me no. He said, did he say years? I've been at the junior college for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Years. <laughs> I just can't, man, you be looking at it. It just don't look right. You know what I mean? It don't look like it's supposed to. You start looking at the, the neck area. You start looking at the chin area and it be jowls down here like this here. <laughs> it like they got jowls right here. You start looking at that menopausal mustache, stuffy feeling like soggy, sloppy yogurt. It just ain't right. You know what I mean? Shout out to my man, Damian Burge on the super chat. What did she say? He gave me the, this. <laughs> it's just, it, it don't be right. You know what I mean? It's not right. And then I've been at the junior college too long. I just. It's tough for me to go back. And every now and then the older woman will come up and, you know, I just be like, <laughs> somebody said, play the jowls lady. It just don't be right. You know what I mean? And they'd be like, oh, I still got it. And then you go, and then there's, and then it's like an Arby's roast beef sandwich. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I just can't get into this type of sexy. I can't get into it. And then let's, let's not even talk about, hold on for a second. This is your daily. Then it'd be like the big, they'd be always big. You know what I mean? Like it's the different type of big shout out to the big women out here, but it'd be a different type of big, like swollen. It's layup time. They be nasty, but it just don't be right. This is your daily reminder to live, laugh, and love your vibrator because men are trash. You know what I mean? Look at that look on her face. Because they be serious and then they just be looking like, I can't do it, ladies. I just. <laughs> and then the wine come out. I'll be like. Then they get mixed the wine with their head meds. I'll be like. <laughs> oh, one more thing. That's the, 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 this is the tip to scale. So this is the because I'm in California. I don't know how it is anywhere else. I do know how it is, but I'm mostly in Southern California. So let me say this. Most of the older women you're dealing with, like they be on the verge of broke. Like you, they be on the verge of broke. Like that's what really go make me go, oh no, I can't do this. Because then they're like, you need to treat me like a gentleman and a gentleman will do this and a gentleman should do that. I'm like, no, nah, ma'am. I If I'm going to do this, I might as well do I might as well do it with younger women. So when you get on Tinder, you're going to have red pill rage like this. 
This is one of the reasons why you still have red pill rage. You're downloading Tinder. Stop having conversations with women on Tinder. Stop having conversations with women on Bumble. That has got to be one of the most blue pill areas in the history. Shout out to La Pockets. He says, hey, stranger text. Just now you got the hey, stranger text. Uh-oh. Why is it? Stop. They be broke. They be like living in like, 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 this is what I look at. I, if I'm going to date older women, they better be financially set. And a lot of times it's not just financially set. Like they make good money. Because they're like, you just listen, dealing with straggle daggles. I'm in Orange County. So, no, not necessarily, no. These women live in Newport, Santa Ana, Costa Mesa, Huntington Beach, Laguna Beach. So, this is what I'm talking about. And they still be on the verge of broke. And then be walking around here parading themselves around like them junior college girls ain't walking around Laguna Beach. I'll be looking at Laguna Beach walking around like, you see these junior college girls? And you got me running around here with you? It ain't like they out here trying to shop for you. They be on the verge of broke. And I'm like, let's listen to this lady talk about it. Why is it that men just keep getting better looking as they age? And I have jowls. Jowls. I'm 31 and I have wrinkles on the forehead, saggy titties, and jowls. And he gets new gray hairs in his beard and his mustache and he's never looked sexier ever okay he smells like a damn rainforest after a good rain like some fresh cut logs even after a 10-hour day he comes home and he smells like fucking freedom and i'm sitting here with saggy titties and jowls and if I dare, if I dare not put on my makeup, I look like questionable, you know, questionable. So, yeah, you guys suck. <laughs> so, you know, she's being honest and whatnot. She being honest, she's about, she has a filter on her face too, right? And then when you get with them, they be having like this area below the neck. You know, if you date older white women, right? Around here, around the neck, or even older black women, it'd be a shade darker than the, the face, right? It'd be like, it's it's like dark brown here and light brown down here. It's like, <laughs> they'd be looking like, and then down here with white women, it'd be like orange with spots, like li like li liver spots, and it'd be like a, all weather beaten down here below the neck, where it's all like, it's like, either peeled skin or sunburnt skin half you just be like mm. like you ever see that area below the neck it's just be like ah you know when i go to the junior college there's none of that like I, there's none of that it'd be like even from here <sighs> it is what it is man or the chest wrinkles right here about a cleavage. I just be like, I could go to, I could go to, I could go to the junior college and it'd be smoothed out like that. It'd be all smoothed out. Anyway, what are we doing? Super chats? Not too many super chats today. It's all good. Briscoe says, Coach, here's a story 
that must be told these modern XXs are common. White stress over one. But that's true. White stress, I don't believe, I don't understand why. See, this is the thing that, again, the red pill rage, right? A lot of guys are enraged because you're dealing with, you know, they're low quality women, right? You know, they're low quality in terms of what you would prefer. And you're, you're dealing with them. You're negotiating with them. All right. You get on Tinder and start negotiating with them. No, I won't take you out on a date. No, I won't pay for first date. Uh, Starbucks coffee only, right? And when you do that, that will keep your ass in rage. You know what I mean? You will be enraged dealing with people like that, that are low quality. You know it. Um, they may not know it. They may be delusional, but you know that that's not who you really want to be with. I done been caught out there like that. You know what I mean? I done been caught out there like that. People looking at me like, bruh, what is you doing? And they catch you out there being one of the nasty boys. All right. You like, man, I'm nasty, but I got caught out here in the middle of the public. Now everybody laughing at my ass. <laughs> They're like, look at, look at her with that 58, 60 year old woman. Look at him. Nasty boy. Look at her with that big old woman right there. And you're like, I like him big. I like him round and big. That just tells me you're broke. <laughs> I'm going to just let you know right now. That is a broke thing to do. All right. It is not what a rich thing to do, because if you were wealthy, you were wealthy, you would have have a, a place of refuge to hide that person to come in. You would not be caught out there dead. You'd be like, hey, I got a big fetish. I'll pay for it. You let her march on your back. You better put them big old bear paws on the back of your back. Knock it out. And she knows to sneak up in your house. All right, it just uh, just if you just had a fetish for it, you'll have her. Rich dudes have stuff like that, you know, but they ain't gonna be caught dead in the damn public square with one. Never, mm. never. They'll make sure to not be caught in the public square. But y'all be parading around with them, a parade they ass around. Just don't don't get it twisted. Dudes like big girls, but. Most dudes know how they got enough pull to not be caught in public with them in the public square. They might have an old woman fetish. They got enough pull to not be caught in the public square with one. So I see y'all brothers. I'll be walking around in the mall. I'll be seeing you. I like, I know what he going through. Hey, bro, get your money up. Cause you had to be come out here and you like trying to make uh you trying to make excuses, man. No, man. Yo, she buying me some Kanye West Yeezys right now. Don't worry about it, Sean. I'm getting some Yeezys from her. I got game. I got pull. My girl give me Yeezys. I'm like, Yeezys are 400 bucks. I mean, what? You don't have $400 to get your own Yeezys? You got to parade her around the mall. The back of her, the back of her butt looked like two hams fighting when she walking. Left, left. Left, right, left. And you're going to walk around the mall for some Yeezys? Yo, bro, that tells me you ain't you ain't got your money up. Because if I got a big girl buying me Yeezys, she can bring it right to the crib. <laughs> right? Oh, cool. You got some Yeezys? Drop them off at the crib. Stay for about less than an hour, 45 minutes. Let's get this done. I'm one of the nasty boys, but I'll be on the low. Yeah, you walking around looking like the number 18. All right. And it's always some big old six foot four muscular dude. And I'm like, 
okay, like, you know, this is why I tell you, Chad and Tyrone's don't have any discretion. They smash anything, all right? Everybody thinks they want to be a Chad and Tyrone until it's time to be Chad and Tyrone. The reason why Chad and Tyrone, the reason why the dating marketplace is the way it is, is because Chad and Tyrone smashing. They smashing all the fives, too. They smashing fours. Hey, tell them, Chad, 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 don't lie in here. Tell me y'all smashing. Y'all smashing. Put it in the comment section. Chad's don't have discretion. Because Chad's and Tyrone's aren't rich or poor. They could be rich or poor. Just because you're a Chad doesn't mean you're wealthy. So a Chad that has a bad mind, he he's smashing, he's smashing big girls too. He's smashing everybody. He's smashing everything. All right. A rich dude got a little more discretion because his money up. He like, okay, yeah, I, I can afford to have a little bit better. He said, we use Tinder too. Hey, Chad and Chad and Tyrone is the Tinder curve buster. Chad and Tyrone is why Tinder is Tinder. Is why you mostly most men can't get a match because Chad and Tyrone going clean up. He go on Tinder. You know what Chad does? You know what Chad does? And let's get back to the show. Chad literally and Tyrone. Don't don't get it twisted. Chad and Tyrone and Dexter. What they do is they go through a cycle of swiping for about a week or two. They delete their account and they start over so they can go back through the same range of women twice, three times. They just keep deleting their Tinder app and re-uploading a Tinder app, re-uploading the photos and so they can appear on the ladies app twice again. Chad don't care. Chad don't care. And this is the reason why you guys always think you want to be Chad, but until you become Chad, Chad has no discretion. He banging 60 year old guys in Laguna beach in Laguna beach. And I was one of these guys too. You go to Mozambique on Sunday, reggae night, Sunday, reggae night. You will see black dudes, muscles in shape. Walking around with old white women, all of them, old fat women, old gorditas, young gorditas. They be parading them muscle dudes around. And dudes on the sideline, little pookies and chats on the sideline, <laughs> trying to get some of these old women. I'm going to tell you what, I, there's a funny story. <laughs> don't, don't forget Ernesto. There's a funny story, and we're going to get in here. I was in um, Laguna Beach, and I met up with these girls. I was I don't even know what I was doing. I was down there by myself. I'm crossing the street, and these two white girls, <laughs> this Laguna, see me walking down the street. She was like, hey, what's up? They cold approach me. Hey, what's up? Yeah, you know. And she was like, hey, you know. And then so I end up going out. She was like, hey, we going to Mozambique's reggae night uh, tonight. Okay, cool. I went back home, came back. I think I had my BMW at the time. Came back, picked them up. And they had another car. Followed them to the thing. I'm at Mozambique's Saturday night. A bunch of old old people in there grabbing up Chads and Tyrones. I'm literally going to the bathroom. And this woman had to be 80 years old. Steps in front of my ass. Looking like an old gremlin. And she was trying to shake her prunes in front of me. <laughs> I was like, oh. She was like. Shaking her prunes in front of me. I was like, 
And then the girl I was kind of went with, she was like, I saw you because I came back from the bathroom. I was like, saw me doing what? She's like, I saw you talking to that old lady. I was like, because <laughs> in this world, brothers do that. In this world, she was like, this is what people do here. I was like, I wasn't talking to that old lady. She was like, yeah, she was all up in your ear. I was like, she was in my ear. I wasn't doing that. I was like, I ain't trying to get that damn granny. But see, what happens is if you are there and you a bruh, they throwing it at you. Old people, old people, overweight people. It's a, it's a messy. It's mess. It's debauchery. It's pure debauchery. Chad and Tyrone-ish. <laughs> Chad and Tyrone. Yeah, she was trying to. So the girl came back, man. I saw you talking to that old woman. I was like, you think I'm running? But if you look around, there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of Chads and Tyrones in there with those girls, with those women, old women, out of, out of shape women. <laughs> Some brothers would have went right on in there. <sighs> Not I. All right. This show's off the, it's already off the chain. It's already out of order. It's out of whack. Let me do a quick review. Reason why you're still stuck in red pill rage. You haven't resolved your issues with your ex or your baby mama. Legally, you haven't resolved them, so you're still pissed off. Uh, number four, you haven't indulged in hobbies, all right? You haven't gotten into any hobbies. You haven't traveled. You haven't done the things that I suggested in the free agent lifestyle, all right? And uh, number three, reason number three is you're in a blue-pilled arena, all right? You're in a blue-pilled arena. And so what I mean by that, is even though you digest all of these RP contents, what happens is you got to go back to work in your cubicle or your family is extremely blue-pilled or you belong to church or your city you're in is blue-pilled as hell, right? You live somewhere down south and nobody but nobody is talking like this, right? <laughs> Somebody said sleeve is sleeve. At some point in your life, sleeve is sleeve, but at some point it ain't. But so, so what happens is anytime you want to talk about these issues, you can't. You got to hide it from yourself. All right. And then everybody around you constantly trying to blue pill you. Right. And so you see it for what it is. So everybody has this blue pill, red pill thing. Right. And you see it. You're like, oh, they're trying to get me to the plantation. They're always asking me to get married. They're, uh, my grandmother's on me. My, my mother's on me. Uh, my community's on me. My school is on me. You go to a college or a university. You certainly can't talk about issues like this. All right, you're going to get ran out of there. And so if your arena is constantly going to be what you would consider blue pill and you're in you're what you would consider red pill, obviously then there's going to be conflict and it's going to frustrate you. You're going to be super duper frustrated. And um, then it's going to cause you to be angry at the people that you see being blue pill. So you have four friends in you. Those male friends have girlfriends. You're out with them. You might be by yourself or you might be with a girl who who knows you might be, be getting trying to get paired off. But during the date, let's say you guys all go to a bowling alley, you go to the bowling alley. All you're seeing is the everything we talk about and you're seeing it like, wow, you're seeing him be a gump. You're seeing him being a simp. You see him catering to her. He's doing a happy wife, happy life. She might be overweight and being kind of like, I'm not happy. And you're looking at it going, damn, this is exactly what these RP content creators talk about. I'm seeing it right here. And then there'll be the ones that ask you, well, what's wrong with you? Why don't you have a girl? And they'll call you gay. And they'll say you can't get a woman. 
And you sitting there like, damn, like you literally can't, um, you literally are watching the shaming language being put on you. The games, the minute, like everything's so clear to you, right? Everything's so clear. So then what happens is, shout out to Ray over there texted me. Um, what happens is you, um, you see it, you see everything so clear, but no, nobody else can see it. So you're like, holy moly, what do I do here? How do I how do I resolve these issues? And then you try to say one thing that is not even close to being a, a hardcore red pill point in your mind. You just throw out some stuff out there. You'd be like, well, you know, the the divorce rate is forty nine point eight percent. Right. Mm. They jump down your throat. What are you talking about? Everybody's happily married. Look at us. And you're like, I've seen everything but happily married. But you mentioned one statistic and they jump down your throat. That'll make you angry because you'll go home. You can't go out there and hammer them over the head with it. So you're going to look like you're out here raging. Or if you do, you're going to rage out and they're going to be like, oh, they're going to, you know, disassociate with you. So your arena is too blue. Your arena is too blue. All right. And what, what's going to happen is you're going to be like, well, they keep provoking me to talk about this stuff. They keep asking me, why don't I have a girlfriend or a wife? And you're like, well, I don't really want to. And then they keep badgering you, badgering them, and then uh, badgering you. And then you finally just say, look, man, MGTOW. Mm. <laughs> then they look it up. You're in a terrorist organization. So, you're like. Because uh, the debates don't work the same when you're out there in your blue pill arena. You know, your mom, you tell your mom you go on MGTOW or something. They like, oh, my God, we need to pull them in therapy. <laughs> so that's going to piss you off. It's going to enrage you. And then also, if you're not a master debater, you're going to get caught up in the blue pill trap, right? Because then all of a sudden, you won't be able to counter everybody's points because you forget to say something. And you're like, oh, I should have said this. It's too late. <laughs> Yeah, they go hit you with the who hurt you. Oh, who hurt you? And what is this? And all of that stuff. Yeah, it's going to be cr crazy. So this is the reason why you'd have to change your arena when you take this walk. Because say, for instance, you're the only one in your friends group, the only one in your university that knows this. And you can't bounce this information on and it's constantly pinned in. And people are somewhat attacking you for your viewpoints. It ain't going to work out for you. Bro. It ain't going to work out. Same thing with your family. Just, they're going to constantly badger you with it. Even when you tell them, you're like, look, I don't want to be married. Stop. The next week, here they come. Why don't you marry? <laughs> mm. I'm like, y'all like a broken record. <laughs> you're a misogynist, right? <laughs> uh, let's go into uh, reason number two. Oh, reason number two, women still have a hold on you. Oh, you're one BJ away from the plantation. So this is why you really mad. You really mad because women have a very strong hold on you, meaning you're weak to them. You're weak to their temptations. Uh, you're a nasty boy and you don't want to be a nasty boy anymore. You want to go down to the junior college, but you can't afford it. All right, you can't afford it. And so what happens is you you um, start dealing with lower quality women or you're you're trying to chase after women that you can't qualify for. Oh, that's really going to piss you off. Right. You go on Tinder. You don't get the matches you want. You get all single mothers over 45. 
you'll be pissed off. And then you'll be like, all right, forget it. I'll deal with these women. All right. The peace leave still got a hold over you. you. You're afraid to go monk mode. You're afraid to just put the peace leave down. I literally used to go through. I used to have this. <laughs> I want to tell you because I'm not trying to brag, but there was I had like I had local a lot of women in my age. Let's just call it like that. Women in my age group that I thought they were nice people and all, but they would be nowhere near relationship material. They weren't ugly. They just weren't that. They weren't anything. They were going nowhere. They were going nowhere in life, meaning they were all trying to all between jobs, jumping. Oh, I'm going to try real estate. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. They were trying temp jobs like their teenage boy was living with them. It was just like they were going absolutely nowhere. And I was like, why am I always responding to these women? Because I'm never one initi- I'm never one to initiate. I'm rarely ever going to initiate. I'm going to put my s- stuff out there. And since I have options somewhat, I'll be like, look, if you ain't going to ping me, I'm going to be over here. So these women would always be like, hey, can you come over? Can you come over? Can you come over? I'll do this. I'll come over. Come do this. And I'm like, why do I still be bothering with them? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's where I was. I was like, why am I still banging these girls? I'd be in the middle of banging, and I'm looking at them going, she having more fun than I am. <laughs> like, I was mad at myself. I would be looking like, like, they would, these would be the type of people that would send you videos and send you pictures. Look at, I'm doing this. I'm thinking of you. And I'll just be like, they're bo- you're bothering me. And I'm like, all right, I'll go over. This is an easy layup. Go over there. Like, I'm tired of looking at these soggy titties. Like, I'm tired. <laughs> like, it's just, I don't want to be here. <laughs> but at that point in life, let me tell you, I wasn't. I wasn't open to the junior college. I wasn't open to the junior college. See, at that point, I was thinking maybe that's wrong. and mm, Or maybe if people see me or they don't like me, them young girls don't like you. Because I'm approaching 40 at this point. And you get a couple of junior college girls here and there, but you're literally just taking open layups. And I'm going, oh. so this is what I had to do. I had to literally go, I'm going to stop seeing all of you. I'm doing something. This is when I started doing my podcast. All right. I literally said, you know what? I'm going to start doing a podcast. All right. That literally made me wipe the slate clean of low quality women. Or which I thought was low quality. You guys would have thought they were decent quality. I thought, I was like, these women are going nowhere. They're bothering me. So I literally had to go, I'm going to do a podcast. What are you going to do a podcast about? All these women, what are you going to do a podcast about? Oh, I'm going to talk about the stuff that I talk about. So at the time I'm doing the podcast, start promoting it. They're watching it going. They're watching me on Instagram going, okay, I see you doing a podcast. What is this podcast about? What is this? You know, they're kind of getting wind of it. They're like, what? Then they're still trying to call me over, but they're watching. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm doing my first couple of YouTube videos. And then they're watching. They're going, what is this stuff? What he's trying to do on YouTube? Literally a year later, 50,000 subs later, then I was like, I'm really wiping the slate clean. (laughs) I was like, junior college, here I come. I literally was like, that was the setup for the free agent lifestyle. If you guys wanted to know, that's how I stopped. That's how I got the philosophy. 
That's how I honed it in and knew it worked. I was like, wow. Literally wiping the slate clean of low-quality women that I deemed as low-quality for myself and doing what I wanted to do with with my life, it changed my life. It made me work more, and then it made me work on this second thing, which was YouTube, and I would rush home during my breaks. Instead of having one of these women come over on lunch break, I would literally record videos. Somebody says 61K. My first channel got 61K in a year. I think I got 70K on my first channel in, in a year. Okay, it grew fast. So then they're going, whoa. Now those same women are watching me talk about them going, I don't need to, I don't need them. I'm leaving them behind. I'm taking six months away from dating and sex and all of that stuff. And they're watching me going, wow. This dude turned it around. <laughs> so now they're watching going, holy shit. Like now that dude's out of our stratosphere. Because before, I, they were like crabs in a the bucket. They're watching me gum out. So this is the point of the show. Women still have a hold on you. You can't let them go. You can't turn down women or you're not getting the type of women you like. And you can't stop going to them. Can't stop. Literally, when I stopped doing it and refocused, redirected all of my damn uh, energies into this, and my work, because I was working full-time as a trainer, training six, eight people a day, making over six figures doing that. And then I started YouTube. I got rid of the straggle daggles. I got rid of the single mothers. I got rid of the old overweight women. I got rid of the old women that were roommates with two people. It was just like, it was like, what the? F I got rid of the soggy titties. I got rid of all of that. I said, forget it. I can, if I ever want to come back to that, I know it's there. But some guys can't do it. You still got to go get those easy layups. You still got to take those. Or you still not satisfied with the women you're getting and you're pissed off that the other women aren't going to um, uh, get, they're not giving you a chance. The way I switched that up was I literally said, how do I get to the junior college and fast? <laughs> right? What's the best route? Now, some of the guys would have said, go out to the bars and mess with um, mess with Josie's. Let me show you Josie. Let me show you Josie's. Go out to the bars and clubs. Go out, hang out all night in the hours, which I couldn't because I had to be up at 425 in the morning. So that wasn't an option for me. Going out to the clubs and nightclubs and bars and hanging out and, and, and just talking to endless women. for for I'm doing YouTube full-time and I'm doing training full-time. That wasn't an option for me. And I had my kids and I was fighting custody battles. I was like, that is not option. Where's Josie? I can never find Josie's ass when oh Josie, right? Hi girl, Josie. I love Josie. <laughs> Josie's so drunk, but I love her. Josie! <laughs> Josie, are you see for me doing that and going out to the night and meeting people and going out talking and doom 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 doom. doom, doom. And John, hey, girl, how you doing? Oh, reject. Oh, this and that. Like, that was not an option for me. I woke up too early in the morning for that. I went to bed too early. And I was double shifting two different streams of income at that point. I was like, that ain't it. That's not the solution. The solution was, how am I going to get to them? I got to level up at the leverage. 
Once you leverage, people go, now then of a sudden, all of a sudden, either they think you have money or they think you have some sort of status. It's a layup now. I'm on Instagram. Most women that I meet now that are younger than me, Gen Z or young millennials, they look at me like I'm famous. I'm a celebrity to them. They're like, that dude got X amount of followers. He got X amount of this. He's known as that. It's a layup. Then I was like, how about if I go to the women I really have wanted in life? Oh, they charging little nominal fees? Pay. <laughs> I mean, it's literally a strategy. Once I figured out that those women were monetizing themselves, I was like, oh, that's an easy lane. Then once you do the monetization once or twice, then you realize, man, the game is effed up. <laughs> You're like, holy crap. There's no way then you can go back to plantation. There's no way. You start going, man, damn, I couldn't believe it. I Like all, the, all your life, you never knew it was like that. You thought about it. You heard stories. And then when you confirmed it, you were like, oh. All the eights, nines, and tens are monetized. The nines and tens for certain are monetized. Okay? Period, point blank. If you want to think different, think different. Differently. Even when they're married, they're somewhat monetized. Because I was seeing older dudes with beautiful trophy wives. Hey, man, why, why, why he got her? And it made sense. I started training in this private community. I trained in this private community where there were a lot of trophy wives and husbands that work. You see them in the morning. He goes out to his Mercedes Benz AMG C63. He gets up in the morning. The wife's standing outside. Bye, honey. She brushing her hair. The kids all dressed all prim and proper going to their private school. I'm watching this shit like... <laughs> I'm watching it going, damn, the only, he said the gumps, the only way you're getting that is you got to have that. You got to have it. If you ain't got it, you ain't getting it, period. Mm. You ain't getting no stay at home. <laughs> I showed up in the back door. And then you go into those houses and you go in, you're like, mesmerized now i go into those houses i'm not even mesmerized anymore right but you go into these fancy houses you're like oh wow look oh they got the family picture over there oh look at the deck everything's so clean and she's a stay-at-home mom you gotta really figure out what is what and you gotta accept it if it angers you and you're still here going i deserve a trophy wife and you're a sixty thousand dollar a year dude in any city forget it <laughs> just flush the idea if you want Kaylee's you gotta have money <laughs> your boy Kevin Samuel's been trying to tell y'all that and y'all been rebuking him for that since the beginning he's been trying to tell men and women if you want the best of the best you gotta have money you ain't getting it without a dollar now you might be able to bang one of them Every now and then, she might fall victim to that pool guy, personal trainer, massage therapist, chiropractor, delivery boy. You might be able to, but if that's what you want, you gotta have you gotta have the money. Unfortunately, I mean, if that's it's sad that it has to be that way, but that's the way it is. So 
the reason why, again, women still have a hold on you. You're, you, you want them, but then you're trying to act like you don't want them, but you really want them. You really, really want them. You know what I mean? You see the way they flip their hair and you're like, damn, I'm never going to get that eight. I'm never going to get that nine. I'm just a five as a man. And you're pissed off at her. You're pissed off at the girls wearing yoga pants and all of this stuff. And you're pissed off that they're in the gym recording themselves, looking at them. You're giggling. They're giggling. They're having fun. But they're most fun years. And you're like, oh, F these rows, these 304. You bad at them. The reality is if you want to compete with them, the best thing to do is realize they're monetized. Pay the fee. I bet you you do it four or five times. Then you go like, oh, see, it's literally like discovering. I'm trying to see if I can do this. Because a lot of guys are fighting this. <laughs> a lot of guys are fighting this. And a lot of guys are doing like they're going overseas and they're finding out the same thing, right? They're going, they're saying, I went overseas and I went and found very attractive women that wanted me for me. Why? Because you represented something that they didn't have, either masculinity or wealth from America, right? So they treated you a certain way. And then you go discovery like, oh, is that what it was? That's what it was. But you thought, no, it's not about money because you heard, well, it's not about the money. It's not about the status. Guys, it's, that's what it's about. Plain and simple. The run game guys are just deluding your mind into believing that. Now, you, again, you're going to catch one slipping every now and then. You're definitely going to catch, if you run enough game, meaning if you approach 100 women times 10, you'll catch one slipping. You'll I've caught a couple of low self-esteem, very attractive women slipping. <laughs> you will catch them slipping. All right? And I caught one of the most finest women I thought I had been with. I caught her ass slipping. <laughs> so, but the problem is you got to approach 1,000 women like that, especially if you were five or something like that. You got to be able to go, and I did this. You, you got to be able to go like this. And I wrote this in my book, so you so you don't think I'm making this up now on the spot. I wrote this in my book. Find who you think is your type. Find the one who you think is your type. Go find that woman. Find out what it costs. I wrote this in my book, 52 Things. Now, your game guys are going to tell you don't do this. I'm going to tell you to do it. And I said, and, and read what I said in there about this, just in case you can't control yourself, you're going to go broke. But what, you, what I'm telling you is find that woman, pay the fee, and then what you're going to find out is what the hell, it wasn't even all that. Because mm. <laughs> you're imagining it's going to be fireworks. You'll finally achieve your dreams. You're going to slide in there and bust in five seconds. You're going to give her the five strokes. You're literally going to get her. Her breath going to be stinking. Her peace leave going to be stinking the same as the other stinking uh, peace leaves. And then the fee that you pay is going to be so small. You'll be like, is that what it took to get with you? That's all? You're going to be like, what? It's going to be mind-blowing. And then you're going to realize she ain't no better than the rest of them out here. At the end of it, she wasn't even not that better. And she was lazier at it. You know what I mean? Or she was, it was just like, hmm. You're going to find a five that is overweight and old that was 10 times better than her. 
Yeah. You're like, man. Yep, she took a dump before she left and stunk up the bathroom. She literally, feet smelling like corn nuts, hammer toes. You're going to be like, that was just a regular old woman. It was a regular woman, regular experience. You'll be disappointed. You'll be like, damn. Now you'll get over it. It'll be like, all right, well, that's my easiest access to him. I can get him in and get him out. But the fireworks won't lit. The fireworks won't hit. <laughs> you're just going to be there like, mm. she's going to take off her clothes. You're going to think that everything's going to be right there. It's going to be beautiful. She's going to be glowing and shining. She's going to take off her clothes, and she's going to look like a regular woman down there. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, well, there, there they are. There's the t- <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> <sighs> or she's going to say something crazy. Hold on. Let me make sure. Make sure my daughter ain't in ears right here. She be trying to sneak up on my podcast. She going to say something to me. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, why don't you bust on my face or something like that? You'll be like, what? You want me to do what? Because what you wanted her to do is you wanted to caress her hair. You wanted to hold her tight. You wanted to not let the, you wanted to let the experience ride out. And she going to come on there and gargle out, gargle it and do something out there, spit it back on you, slurp it up. And you sitting there like. Mm. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's in your head. And this is why you have rage. The best way to overcome that is literally fine. Yes, yeah, she wants to be disrespected. The, find them, pay the fee. You'll get over it. And, and you'll literally go. This is what you'll do. You'll start questioning life. You'll start questioning life. You was like, I've chased women like that for 20 years. <laughs> you were like, I've chased women like that for 20 years, trying to get me one. I just got one, and it was like. Or her makeup smeared off, or she had a boogie or something like that. You're literally like. I'm telling you, when it comes to attractive women, it's all a facade. It's not an indicator of how they're going to perform for you. It's not an indicator. It's nice, I guess. But they're better from far away than they are actually when you get them. All right. You're going to feel realize you put too much emphasis on this, and you're really going to go, wow. I wasted years of my life. So the reason why you're enraged is because you haven't decided that that's an option for you. You've been fooled. They'll call you a trick. Oh, I ain't tricking for it. I do. And then you're, you'll really get stupid and delusional. I won't pay for dates for women no matter what. All right. I refuse no matter what. Okay, this is the best woman you can get right here. You ain't going to pay for nothing? Okay. Hell no. No, I ain't paying for nothing. I ain't tricking nothing. I ain't paying her. You're going to be stuck in rage forever, bro. Because when you go out there in the real world, you're going to be chasing something. You're going to be chasing a ghost. You're going to be chasing a ghost. Going out there thinking you're going to find eights and nines and tens on a regular basis, and you're just you. You're not the top guy out here. You're just you. You're going to be frustrated. You're chasing the ghost. And you're going to constantly have them slipping out of your hands. Oh, I was close. Oh, I almost had it. 
You're going to spend so much money. You could have just literally bought one, lease one out. You ever do that? You go to a store somewhere, you lease out a bike, you ride that to the wheels fall off. You turn it back in. Here you go. Give me my damn driver's license and my deposit back. That's exactly what is way cheaper to do it. And you got what you wanted. You got confirmation or you got the fact. Okay, this is exactly what I expected it to be. I want more of that. How do I get more of that? I want it as easy. I don't want to chase after it. It's difficult. He says, but what about personality, coach? It's a facade. Personality. Let me just say this. You guys have met some of the ugliest personalities you've ever experienced in your life off of dating apps, approaching game, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You name it. Some of the worst, some of the worst way women have treated you, marriage, relationships, approach game, dating, Tinder dating. Am I not lying? What the hell? How how much worse can it get? <laughs> and I see handsome men getting turned down and woman looking at them up and down like this. And I'm like, this dude, he got it all. He a Chad and women dissing him. I'm like, oh, the game is all effed up. But you guys will literally go out there and all day trying to win women over with personality and words. Mm. I packed that in a long time ago, bro. I packed that in a long time. ago. What a tremendous waste of time. <laughs> tremendous waste of time. I don't even know how even I keep saying it and people keep arriving at their own conclusion. Tremendous waste of time, resources, energy, it is uh, one of those things where eventually what you'll do is you'll aim low. You'll end up going, okay, I won't talk to the attractive women anymore. And then you're getting shot down by sixes and fives and fours. I don't know how much you're, you like your self-esteem, but your self-esteem is going to implode when you keep going out to these settings and getting turned down by even because you're too scared to talk to the attractive women. I would rather you talk to all attractive women, but then you getting shot down by sixes, mm. man, pack that ish in, <laughs> go over here, talk to Heidi Fleiss and call it a day. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. You getting shot down by baby mamas. You know, women, obviously, that you think you're doing them, I'll do her a favor and talk to her. And then she shoots your ass down. You like, mm. all right, what am I doing wrong? You call up your dating coach. Hey, what am I doing wrong, son? <laughs> I don't waste zero time with that. Oh, my dog is in the building, man. Hey, shout out to Minister Jap in the building. He says, salute, big dog. It's love from the church. And everybody's trying to create beef against me and Jap. We, there ain't no beef, all right? You know, I'm not against Minister Jap. We we two brothers. We hung out in Vegas with two brothers. We got a differencing of opinion on a subject matter, but we agree on the rest of it. Shout out to Jap in the building. Church in the building. Somebody said, isn't that illegal? <laughs> What's illegal? What is illegal? I'm not telling you to do anything <laughs> illegal here. There's ways to do this. 
what is my son talking about here? He want to text me now in the middle of my show. Uh, let's see here. Brisk Clown says, oh, no, DGC. <laughs> All right, ask the politicians. They the ones doing it. Your politicians are doing it. Your politicians are doing it. Your celebrities are doing it. Your athletes are doing it. I know you just, you always messing with me. And here's one. Oh, I, I would say the one more thing, you know, man, they like, I don't know when you find out this is what's going to happen. If you improve your financial situation, this is another thing that will let make it really messed up for you. I don't, I don't know, man, when your financial situation improves and you actually have leverage, you will look at women completely different. Ladies, are you listening to me? Because listen, this is an important story for men and women. Men and women, you guys got to hear this because women will do this. Hey, uh, I don't, I don't date Dusties. Well, Dusties is your territory. That you're no better than Dusties, so you better start picking from Dusties, right? Because you're trying to date dudes with money, and you don't qualify at all. You barely qualify for practice with them. If you do qualify, you're either a bed wench, concubine, I mean, you're literally going to get busted on your eyelashes. I mean, that's probably the extent of it. That's where it's going to go. So, ladies, this is important. Men, this is important. Once you get money or you get above a certain financial position, you literally will look at the women below you, okay? And you're going to go, I wouldn't touch her with a 10-foot pole. Because it won't be worth it for you. Number one, it won't be worth it for you. Number two, the people you move with, they will look at you cockeyed if you showed up with that girl in a social setting. This is the whole arranged marriage, right? This is the whole arrange. This is why arrangements, arranged marriage, we're kind of moving back towards arrangements and arranged marriage. So the women walking around here, now I need a man that's making six figures. If I brought you around my people, they will look at me like, what the hell? Yeah, they will look at me Martin Lutherly. Hold on. They will look at me Martin Lutherly like this. If I brought you around, you would not throw your salami on the thing. You would be like, people would be like, what are you doing with her, man? Oh, man, you know, I, you got, I like them or I like them thick. I like them soggy. Because you're not rolling. See? When you're when you're broke, you're rolling with broke people. When you're a little bit more not broke, you start not rolling with broke people. So that woman passed as decent enough when you was broke. But now you over here. Now you in a middle class neighborhood. I don't know if you know about middle class neighborhoods and cul-de-sacs. Everybody sees what you're doing. There's no secrets. Everybody sees what you're doing. So you can't hide. So they see these straggle daggles running in, these soggy big mastodons, they all waddling into your house. They like, your neighbor said, yo, I heard you was a player, huh? You said you was the Mac, but all I see, they looking at you like this. All I see is soggy women running up and down in there. <laughs> and they gonna be like, man, I thought you said you had game. I thought you said you were getting girls, but all the girls I see you running up in, 
You running up in here, these troglodytes. What's going on with that, bro? And don't get good money. I'm talking about, did you start moving into uh, upper middle class? And getting invited to stuff. Hey, uh, we're going to invite you to this fundraiser. We're having a silent auction. Why don't you come? We'll leave uh, a plus one. <laughs> He's the target. Uh, we'll leave you. We'll leave you in a plus one. You know who they want to see? They want to see you bring in some old nasty old Ironback Kaylee coming up in there. They want to see you bring up somebody up in there in some shape. Okay. But then you running up in there, you run around up in there, you bring one of the women from the human resource department. You come in here with somebody from the human resource department as your plus one. They're going to stare at your ass, Martin Luther Lee. They're going to say, yo. <laughs> They're going to be like, bruh, is that the best you can do? Wow. Boy, she sure is nice. That's a nice woman. Let's continue with the Super Chats. And then I'll do the number one point and we can get out of here. DGC Soldier says, Coach, I'm 26 or 25 years old making six figures. And am I on my grind, but I still want to poke the peace leave and find myself in red pill rage sometimes. Any advice? Okay, the point I was making, guys, when you get to a certain level financially, see, you're young and you made it to the six figures. You're extreme. You're a rarity. All right. But what you're doing is you're messing with women in your generation, right? So I'm sure you're dating women that are, um, you know, uh, you know, in your generation that, you know, I don't know, it might be still problematic for you. They might not realize how, how good that is, how good of a big deal that is. You can still poke on some peacefully, just not any low quality. Your, 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 your mantra at your age is this, your, here's your mantra. Never mess with somebody that has less to lose than you. So if they're 25 and they work at Hooters, Okay, and you're 25 and make six figures. You got leg up on them, all right? So they don't have nothing to lose but to mess up your game. So you should be doing things with protection. If you a nasty boy, you a nasty boy. It is what it is. But at 25, six-figure income, you in, you in prime, you in, you in, you're in a life that nobody, you're in a life that people dream about. Like, you're living a life that people dream about. You have things and access to things that people dream about handling. They don't even, they see you and they don't even know how you did it. They're like, wow. That's where you are. You shouldn't be enraged with nobody. <laughs> All right? But it depends on what you look like, too. I don't know. Rent, lease, lease. Mexi Michael, coach, you recommend uh, set a budget per cent of the income per month for the junior college rotation what age range kaylee's worth the headache oh gosh boy that's a whole nother subject matter yeah man you better everything's a budget i'm very budget oriented so like if i was dating it would be budget oriented if i'm doing uh meeting women i'm not paying for them you know there's tip money and all that there's a tip jar but yeah I, i'm very budget oriented so i know what i want to spend for anything put it like that and uh we talked about this on the stream uh, 24 to 27 is always a prime better age. You can get lower, but just know that a lot of them are, they're distracted in life. You got to think, man, what, you know, 
you know, I get 19 and 20 and 21 year old women that throw themselves at not throw themselves, but they hit me up and they inquire. And a lot of dudes are offering them, they say, uh, uh, whatever they're doing. But I find that under 23 is starting to get. It's starting to get problematic in negotiations. They're still a little diluted. 24 to 27. 24 to 27, but you can go lower if you want. But if you go lower, I mean, it's still going to be like pulling teeth to negotiate and get them, to, get them to show up. You know what I'm saying? Get them to show up on time. Get them to commit to the. By the time you finagle the deal, it ain't going to be worth it. It's going to be too big of a headache. You're going to be like, whatever. You're going to get it and then say, I'm moving on. All right. Some people are like, how dare you out here with these young girls? <sighs> Guys, the generation of women that you grow up with are not your women. This is my thing. The generation of women that you grow up with, that you guys are constantly in this frustration, this back and forth, this pull and tug, this, 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 this. Those aren't your women. The reason why it doesn't work as good is because they're not your women. They, they don't see you as, they don't see you as a leader. They don't see you as a mentor. They don't see you as that guy. They see you as the homeboy. They see you as the buddy, the friend, the, the partner. That's what they see you as. They never see you as an authority. They never see you. And so it, it is always work where you have some sort of authority and they see, they want that. They literally want that. They, they want that. If they can find that, they are actually in heaven because they don't have to think. You think for them. I mean, they don't have to think and they don't have to struggle and they don't have to build and go through the mud and figure out how to pay for the house and take out loans. And you're already there. You're already there. And then they can just come in, slide in, and not think. All they can do is. So your gen your generation, I'm generation X. Your women are millennials and Gen Z. Now, if you really want to go lower than that, you really, you know, I mean, at, over time, yeah, you can get there. You're really going to be like Uncle Earl. But if you're Gen Z, your women are right now in fifth grade. <laughs> you just got to wait till they're ready for you. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have way better dealings with them. You're going to have way, it's going to be way easier for you. For them, they got to experiment and get it right. Because they're going to figure out they don't like the power dynamic after a while. But it don't matter. You already got what you got out of them. Gen X, you're, if, as a male, Gen X, your women aren't Gen X. Millennials, those aren't your women. Your women are behind you. So you're working your way up to make it easier for them. Uh, Johnson Gonzalez, this reminds as uh, this reminds me, uh, coach and XX dating coach on YouTube for men said that women will never approach you unless you are Chad or Tyrone or she's alpha. This is true too. And and she won't approach you unless she's like, yeah, you're the Chad or Tyrone. And I'm uh the one thing I have against me is height. Like I don't have that, but I was muscular, so and I was lean, I was a little bit more cut. And defined. So that gives you a, they're like, okay, he ain't tall, but he's muscular. And I ain't ugly, ugly, you know what I mean? You know, so that helps, man. It helps. But what you always have to remember and remember this. Um, 
Chad and Tyrone mostly are not getting thrown good-looking women. They're mostly getting thrown knock-knee, cock-eyed, soggy titty, uh, buck-tooth, snaggle-tooth, cross-eyed, pigeon-toed. That's who's approaching Chad or Tyrone. Right? Let me see something here. Sorry. That's who's that's who's approaching Tad or Tyrone. Hot women ain't approaching Chad and Tyrone every day. Right? Mastodons are approaching Tyrone. Keishas and Takeshas are approaching Tyrone. Hair weave and hair. That's who's walking up on Ty, Chad and Tyrone and saying, hey. Now, every now and then, a, a woman will make it decent for the Chad and Tyrone. Uh, an attractive woman will make it decent. But an attractive woman overwhelmingly will lean towards a man, a provider. In her early years, not so. But even though, like, they'll do the Chad and Tyrone thing, but they're trying to sell themselves to the highest bidder. An attractive woman. A smart, intelligent, attractive woman. A dumb one will do any dumb thing, right? Biker gang, gang banger, Pookie Ray Ray. That's a dumb, attractive woman. That's basically what they would call a, um, they call them a uh, baddie. Those are baddies. Baddies are attractive, but they're attractive for a different reason. They're not genetically attractive. They're they're hot girl. You know what I mean? They're hot in sex appeal. They're not attractive. Like they can glam up to attractive. They can wear the right clothes and tie the shirt above the midriff and wear the right bamboo earrings, at least two pair. They can carry the Fendi bag and a bad attitude. That's all that needs to get you in a good mood. She can walk with a switch. Or talk with street slang. I love it when a woman ain't scared to do her thing. Standing on the bu bus pop. Stop sucking on the lollipop. <laughs> Those are baddies. Baddies are baddies are dumb. They trade their value in for pookies and ray rays. But a attractive woman. An attractive woman. She'll fool around a little bit. But she'll sell to the highest bidder. So they're not approaching Chad's and Tyrone's. If they do, it's in between two sugar daddies. <laughs> it's in between two dudes that was she was engaged with, and now she down bad, and now she's going to hop back on. I'll mess with the Chad, and then I'll hop back on. I have to break this down to a science to you guys because it's really straightforward. It's straightforward if you really accept it. This is why you have Red Pill Rage. Because you haven't accepted. This is the solution to Red Pill Rage. Accept. Don't fight it. Don't say how it should be. That's a female thing. That's a female tactic. Don't say how it should be. Attractive women should like me for me. Yeah, well, they should, but they don't. And it ain't never going to be that way. <laughs> so give it up. Accept. Accept how it is and play the game how it is. So um, let me do this. Because I'm going to give you the number one reason. I'm going to review it for the people who we might break it down. Reason number five, you got red pill rage. You haven't resolved your issues with your ex. You still have legal issues. Reason number four, you haven't indulged in hobbies and travel. Reason number three, you're in the blue pill arena. Everybody around you is blue pilled and you're getting this information and you're struggling. Number two, women still have a hold on you. All right. You can't get over it. You want BJ away, BJ away from a plantation. Reason number one, you believe in the unicorn. 
See, this is what I was just talking about. You don't get to the acceptance stage. See, the final solution, final solution, the final solution to all this, you reach full acceptance, acceptance of what you know. Now, what you know cannot be true. It might not be true, but you will say, I know this enough to be true. It's true enough. I'm going to roll with this. Forget it. I'm at the fork in the road in life. I'm going to go this way or that way. And many of you, when you get the RP content, you get to the fork in the road. What are you going to do? And what happens is people that believe that, yes, coach is in fact right, but there still might be a unicorn. That's where you get screwed. You're going to get stabbed in the back on this one. Because all it takes is for her to say the right things and you fall for it. See, she different. This one ain't going to do it. Or I got money, so I'm going to be able to control her and keep her in check. You start doing stupid stuff out here. I'm like, boy, you going to do Okay, you found, okay. Now, you can get one to get on your program, but you still don't go out there and marry her without a state's license. I mean, with a state's license. You still don't do that. But you find a unicorn and you flush the toilet. You go back out there. You go, oh, well, see, I found the one after all, coach. So you believe you still can find the unicorn. In all of this, I arrived at the fork in the road. I have a unicorn in essence in my life. I told her, I still ain't never marrying you. I don't care how good you are. Oh, I'll be good to you. I'll be good. Okay, yep. You just keep you around. And then when, you, when you're ready to be done with this, you're done. There's no pay. There's no pay. She's young. She's, she's a generation. She's a Gen Z, older Gen Z. All right. She's been around me for three years, and she's been kept at bay. That's where you're going to stay, right there. If you want anything more than this, you're going to get the squat. You're going to lose it all. And she's like, that's good. I'll, I'll stay right here. I'll be good right here. If she tries any tactic, she knows it's immediately I'm cutting her. And she cannot encroach. All right. So women will try to encroach on you because they'll be good to you for a certain amount of time. And then they'll start encroaching. All right. Maybe I'll try to spend an extra night. Maybe I'll spend a night. Maybe I'll do this. And then you put, nope, step back. This is where you're getting, this is where you're getting it. I'm not having a second wife. I'm not getting second child support. I'm not getting, there's nothing. There's nothing advancing from here. She knows that and she's going to go, okay. So he says, are you pimp? Nope. She's not. This, this girl was around before I even thought about seeking arrangement. And she's still, so always tell guys, you guys think that I'm telling you every person that I deal with is a seeking. It's not. Those are the ones that I'd be like, okay, top shelf. I'll go top shelf with her. So that's why I can go on seeking and be very, I can be very um, particular of what I'm looking for. I don't have to just take anybody. I'm like, nope, you don't qualify. You don't qualify. You don't qualify. You don't qualify because I already have this over here. So I can keep it at bay. I don't need a budget. I'm like, no, I'm not going crazy. I'm not running wild like Hulkamania. (laughs) So another reason why I can't go back to older women, I'm like, I got a girl that I've had here for since she was 22. She comes over. I see her once every two weeks, like one day or two days. Every two weeks. And I keep her at bay. That's where you're going to stay. She's been here since 22. Now she's 25. And that's where I like it. That's where I like it. That's where I'm going to keep it. 
And at any point, she can bounce on me and I'll be good. I'll be like, and? <laughs> right? I'll be like, so? So those are the situations where I don't get invested in that. I don't care. So, But you guys are looking for that. You guys got would have got sucked in years ago. You guys got to get sucked in years ago. So at that point, you know, a lot of guys, again, somebody saying right here, coach keeping her even in between her young bull boyfriends. That I don't care about. She's not mine. See, this is what you guys got to get to. See, this is, you guys want to own women. You literally want to own women. You think you, you this is where you guys are messed up. She ain't never yours, bruh. You'll never own her. You guys want to get out here, get a woman, and then see who she banging and see who she's with and follow her Snapchat. I don't care. <laughs> I tell them that when you with me, that's all I care about. When you ain't with me, go do whatever the hell you want. I don't care. See, you guys care. This is why you guys are still in red pill rage. I don't care what she does. Who cares what she's doing on her time? She ain't on my time. Now, if she was on my time and she was on my support and she was trying to be my wife, then I would care. I don't care. I ain't invested in her. She ain't my soulmate. Who gives a damn? So I always tell them, what you do on your own time is your own time. That means what I do on my own time is my own time. It's my thing. Don't check up on me. Don't ask me where I've been. Don't ask me why I ain't take you. Don't ask me why. That's how I live. Yeah, you guys care too much. I don't care what she's doing in between when I see her or not. You care. And that's why, that's why you getting ran over out here. That's why you keep, that's why you keep running after these women and checking up on them. Who do that is a fruitless job. That is a tremendous waste of time to be worried about what a girl's doing when she's not in your presence. If I don't ask about her, she better not ask about me, period. Don't ask about me. I won't ask about you. But y'all want to take these women and then think she's going to be yours and protect them and keep them from the world and try to find out what you're doing and why you doing. Man, please. They're super duper replaceable. <laughs> They're replaceable. If she drops out, somebody else filling the spot. Come on. <laughs> She playing her role. So I said, y'all don't want commitment. See, this is a level that y'all really can't get to. You got to be able to get to that level where you can have her say, well, she could come in there and go. He's just so he said, yeah, here. It, where you guys want to get to the level where she can come in here. Well, somebody else is going to propose to me and they giving me a better deal. I would tell her to go take it. Go take it. Go ahead. I don't owe you nothing. You don't owe me nothing. Bye. Yeah, how many men you been with? Guys, it's 2022. Why would you care? You know the number high as hell. <laughs> what you want to know the quality of it, the type of salami, how good he was hitting it? You guys are worried about too much. You guys literally need to take off all of these things, and your life will be free. 
Your life is going to be free of all of this stuff. Who cares? Women, when you meet a woman, she's going to have people before you. Just deal with it. Deal with it. I'm not trying to marry the person. I'm not trying to take her home to meet my mama. Who cares, man? I ain't stressing. Stop stressing over these 304s. And this is why, man. There's no unicorns out here. I'm not meeting a virgin. I'm not trying to take her soul. I'm not trying to out-pimp her. I'm not trying to outshine the next man. I'm not trying to do better than the next man did. I'm not trying to do it. All I want to do is worry about the moment that she's here. And when she's gone, I don't worry about her. Don't even think about her. Not to that extent. Not to that extent. I'm not going, man, I wonder what. Who cares what the hell they doing, man? They're going to do it anyway, whether I know it or not. <laughs> yeah, y'all worried about she likes me for me. Man, I know. I don't know why she likes me, but she does. I don't know why any person likes me, but they do. Now, I'm going to use that time to go, all right, you like me now? Because I know there's a point where you won't like me, okay? And when we reach that point, it's going to be the end of it. You guys got to get to this part being cold out here, man. But you guys are worried about what they're doing on their off time. Guys, you really don't want to know. You really, really don't want to know. Okay, I'm just letting y'all go. If you really want an accounting of what they're doing on their off time, first of all, you're going to find out they're boring. Then you're going to find out they're broke, right, and try to do things. Then you're going to find out they're desperate. And then you're going to find out stuff you really don't want to know. Stop asking them. Stop caring what they do. Go do you. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go do me. I'm going to go do me. When I say I'm going to Santa Barbara this weekend, I never have to worry about some woman going, well, can I go? Because they know they can't go. <laughs> I would have said, let's go to Santa Barbara if you were invited. But I said, I'm going to, like this weekend, I'm like, I'm going to San Diego. Drove down there, drove back. Not one person, and a couple people knew, not one person said, I want to go. Can you take me? Because they would have knew the answer. No, you ain't going. Because I probably got some business down there that I'm taking care of. It's a new level, man. He says, facts, coach, ain't, going, ain't no going back to these blue pill days. There's no point in going back blue pill. And I know very nice women and all of that stuff. There's no point. What, what point would it do for me? And I'm trying to school you guys. What point would it do for me to get engaged or married? Somebody tell me right now. I mean, maybe you're here watching me and you're disagreeing. What point would it be? What, what would be the point? I already have two kids. And they're about to be out of the house in T minus three years. Like they're going to be in college. So the light's at the end of the tunnel. I'm asking you, what would the point be? I've already got kids. Already got financial situations straight. I could ride this out and do what I'm doing for another two, three, five. Who, who knows? I have the car I want. I had to live in the neighborhood that I want. What would it do for me to have somebody say, that's my committed partner? What? <laughs> True love and companionship. 
Oh my goodness. Main, main, main. What did somebody says? What about herps? What you will find out. You guys want to know? You guys want to know a hardcore truth? Some of these regular women y'all banging got the herpes. I mean, it is not. <laughs> what you're gonna happen is you're gonna catch herpes from a girl you don't think that had herpes. I hate to tell you that, and it's not gonna be from a It's not gonna be from a girl that you meet on the seeking arrangements. It's gonna be some girl that you met at a bookstore, and you're gonna be like, "Oh, this is gonna be an easy one," and she she gonna let you, and she gonna give it to you. It's not gonna be from somebody you met on a site. It's not gonna. It's gonna be from some Tinder girl, some introvert nerd that you think ain't nobody plowing that. You are gonna run up in a rock. She gonna give you the herpes. Or some big overweight woman that you be like, ain't nobody smashing this. And she smashed every Chad, Pookie, Tyrone, and Ray Ray. And she going to give it to you, bro. (laughs) It it goes without fail. Those are the people that you get it from. The ones you least expected that got it. Not the one that you're conscious about and overprotective and running uh, two radio Jimmy tires on your salami. You ain't going to get it from her. It's going to be from the regular one that you at least expect. Trust me. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, but protect yourselves. All right, younger retired, no cap. Says uh, Stacy's and Kaylee's wait at the finish line and F the winners. Busted Pillsbury biscuit can slow Tuesday and Gordita's wait at the mid race checkpoint. They got use. That's true. The uh, you know the the trophy wife type women. They get the genetics. They capitalize on it. Most of them they either get married or they become messed up. Right? They party out, but most of them figure it out and they wait at the top. Know that there's a hierarchy in our society. If somebody meets you midway and wants to ride up with you, she knows she can't get no rich guy. All right. It is what it is. And so then she wants to do power couple stuff while you're midway all fixed up. Hey, we can come in and be a power couple together. You know, you're like, I don't want a woman like that. I'm already kind of past that point of where not a lot of them can bring in enough for me for me to give this up. You know what I mean? Like they, their income would have to be, I don't want to tell you what my income is, but their income would have to be pretty significant for me to give that up and, and give up the space to them. Like they couldn't be in 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 91, 110, 120. It, it would still be insignificant. Not, not that I make that much more than them, but it's like, what would I have to give up to get that? Like, what would I be gaining for that? And where is she? Where's that 110 going? Where's that 100K going? Is it going where she's just going to bring it in and throw it on top of my money and then we parlaying? Or is she going to say, this is my money and I'm going to be off at my corporate job and then I'll come see you when I see you? Well, no, then you could be a concubine at that point. You could be a concubine. Why would I marry you? I don't have access to your money. I'm not getting the benefit of you. And then you're going to be overly masculine or some part. Like, what do you, what am I getting? 
This is why rich men typically don't marry women that have that profile in which they're like, okay, I make as much as money as you and we work. Otherwise, your kid's going to be raised um, with a nanny or they're going to be raised in a, uh, what do you call it? Where they send them away from school? Where they send them away from school? Uh, I can't remember what they call it. Boarding school. That's what your kid going to be raised in where you guys are both making $500,000 a year. And, you know, she's a grinder at her job. You're a grinder at your job. And your kids are either raised by nannies or boarding school. Again, what is the benefit? Like, what would I get? Okay, am I going to get a second Porsche? Like, what am I going to get, bro? Like, literally, somebody tell me what would I get? I mean, it make it sound fascinating. A bigger house that I have to work. I mean, what would I get? I, I don't see it. And she's going to be at work all day and working on what she wants to do. And, oh, I got to travel and do. Okay, you literally going to be a concubine I would see once every two weeks. I would not have to marry you because that's what I'm going to get anyway. If I married you and moved you in, that's what I would see you. I would see you every two weeks, once every two weeks. All right. Anyway, forget that. Then I got to be, you know, no, no, no. Sigma, the prince. It's an insult when a big chick or unattractive chick steps to me, and I know I'm better than that, social engineering. Uh, yeah, man, I don't really, I don't really mind, but I really be like wanting to let them know, like, I know you think I'm a low-grade ninja, but, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be like, you really don't know. You know, I just like you really don't. I know you think I'm low grade. I know you think I'm a dusty. I know you think I ain't got my ish straight, but like I I'd call on you, sure, but you're gonna have to be you deep on the bench. Deep. Do not ask me for nothing. Do don't ask me to take your ass out. Don't I'm just letting you know you ain't getting you getting zero that. And what they'll literally go, what they'll do is they'll be like. Either this dude is arrogant or really confident. Most of them will go with he's arrogant. Why does he think he's arrogant? Who does he think he is, right? That type of thing. And I was doing him a favor. I'm like, you really don't know, ma'am. <laughs> You'd be lucky if I could get it up for you after two times. I, I'm just letting you know. It's That's where I am. But you think you're good because you're good in Charlotte, North Carolina, right? Oh, you don't know what I could do. I'm uh, you think, man. I'm telling you, Mexi Michael, don't share RP knowledge with uh in blue pill environments. You'll get hate. Instead, hide your power level and move like a ninja. Be a sheepdog in sheep's clothing. Yeah, man. Don't even try to go out here. Like I'm gonna just let you know, I'm a guy that has does live streams on RP. I don't talk about it out in. When I go out into the grocery store, I'm not, hey, man, let me red pill you over here. I just watch and observe. And having you notice most of my best stories have been me watching and observing. It's not out there going, man, I shared the red pill with somebody. I literally just be watching these people out here going, damn. <laughs> I'm sitting over there like, wow, look at this stuff. And then I come here and share with you guys.
but don't go out there all energized and talking about, let me tell you about hypergamy. Let me tell you about monkey branching. The, the, the beta world doesn't see this. They will never even admit that it's happening. And they'll have evidence right in front of them. And you'll be like, what that is? That's he, She monkey branched on you. What? There's terminology for this? Yes, it is. What she did was she held on to you or she kept her foot on first base and she stole second base. That's very common for them to do. That's actually in their nature. You know what I mean? Let's, you could just break that down. What? Nature? No, nah, man, just let them be like, you know what? It's common. That happens. Move on. Most simps will still go out there. I know dudes that got dragged two, three, four times in divorce, and they still out there. They still out there in the blue pill world trying to make it work. Wow. Uh, Effie Tobo. Oh, Effie Tobo. I can't pronounce that. He says, I came from a blue pill family and I never had experience. My dad is pressuring me to marry a gold digger. He selected for me. I refused and he called me gay. Are you Nigerian, brother? And so he's trying to arrange a situation for you. Uh, some people, man, misery loves company out here. It's crazy. Let me do the rest of these super chats. That's crazy, brother. Uh, but you sound like a young bro. All right. Um, and that happens. Uh, once, once you get a little bit more age, then you can avoid those things. Oh, yeah. Nigerian brother. Yeah. Soft Sand says, when I went to the massage parlor when I was 17, there was no going back straight up. Haven't seen Shorty the same. Shorty's the same. <laughs> Again, it, it, it's the same thing. A lot of guys would be like, oh, man, I just can't get with that massage. Like, I've never done a massage parlor like that. Not saying that I would never, but I like there's I, it just doesn't work for me. You know what I mean? But. But once you go past a certain thing, you can't, you'll never cross back into regular hopeless romantic women. You'll never do it. You, you will literally go, wow, I can't come back. I can't go back. The hopeless romantic women will never do it for you because you realize how much of a trap they're setting on you. And then you're like, man, I would just get with her just to get a skeet off. <laughs> But, but 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 what game guys will do is manipulate that woman, lie to her, and then she end up keying your car, blasting you on social media, calling your name out, doing this and that. See, that's what you get messing with hopeless romantics. A hopeless romantic keeps receipts. She blasting your name out. She on she on other people's streams, ratting you out. I don't mess with women like that. I don't do it. I mess with women that can be literally just walk away, walk off. <laughs> I tell her the truth, what it is. I don't have to finesse and lie to them. Nope. Reese Man, Texas, thanks for not using the N-word. You're not a sellout, coach. Thank you, man. We don't do that around here. Younger, uh, young Vikey says, but coach, she thick. She thick around here. I understand. <laughs> Somebody said Disney romantic. Yeah, hopeless romantics to me are dangerous. Those are the most dangerous people out here. In terms of dating and all that, I stay clear away. I don't want you to be hopeless romantic with me at all. I, those are the worst. I put them on a very low scale. Because they're leading with nothing but manipulation. They will try every manipulative tactic they possibly can. And they'll be the ones that, when it breaks up, oh, they're going to make it hell for you. 
when they break up, those are the ones that take your ass to court. Those are the ones that, you know why? Somebody explained this. I used to call it an attachment issue. They thought it was love, but they had an attachment. Somebody explained it like this. The opposite of love, I can't remember, so I can't give credit. The opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is indifference. I can't remember. I just heard somebody talking about this. It might not have been a red pill guy. The opposite of love is indifference. So if I love you and don't love you anymore, I'll just be indifferent to you, right? But most people go from love to hate. See, what that is, is attachment. That's an attachment to you. That's control. That's manipulation. Those people don't love you. They have control of you. They have their hooks in you. They're a parasite, in essence. They're parasitic. And then once you uh, remove yourself from them, like a parasite, they start dying and floundering. So they got to keep attached to your ass. Who was talking about this? Somebody said, Rolo said that. I, I heard it from somebody else. It was off the red pill. But people have talked about it. Give credit to whoever said it. Give credit to whoever said it. I didn't think about it. Um, Anthony Spade might have been the one talking about this recently. So I will give credit to Anthony Spade. I think because I, I did listen to him recently. So that's where I would give credit to. But I think that's true. I always said love turns to uh, when, when the love is gone, then the person stays attached to you. Watch it. Watch it. And then they'll end up saying, well, I, I, I wasn't in love with you for X amount of years, X amount of months, X amount of days. I fell out of love with you, but they're still there. They're still there. They don't leave you. And then it takes a while for them to do you to, and then they'll be like, well, I didn't love you anyway. Right? That's attachment, bro. That ain't love. And hopeless romantics are attached to you. They attach themselves to you like a parasite. <laughs> Anyone that wants you to lead, uh, lead with that type of thing, right, is manipulating you. Oftentimes, there's levels of manipulation in there that they don't even realize they're doing. And then you're looking at them going, wow. And what, what the biggest manipulation of it all, it was Anthony Space, so I'll give him credit. The biggest manipulation of it all, and I'll finish the Super Chats, is... That person will oftentimes see be that person will be so flawed as a human being that the only thing they have is love to offer. They'll never be like a complete person. They'll never be rich. They'll never be, they'll be broken. They'll be physically outside broken. Their, their physical being will not be the best. They'll like be five foot two and be wide as they are tall. Or they won't be, they won't be genetically strong in the pretty category, but they'll be glammed up, makeup, nails, and hair be done. All kind of perfume and smelling like lotion. You know what I mean? They'll be overwhelmingly flawed as a human being. Broke, not very headed anywhere, anywhere in life, but they know love. They know how to love. I know how to love. There'll be 18 relate love relationships in love the same man the same way, and it didn't work out. And when it doesn't work out, guess what happens? They come attack you. They attack you. You're always the guy who messed it up. 
the guys always mess it up on the hopeless romantic. He wasn't doing this and he messed it up. It's always the guy's fault. Never their fault. I stay away from hopeless romantics like crazy. They can do nothing for me. I'm out. I don't want nothing to do with them. <laughs> All right. L Laren Devereaux. Loran Devereaux. CGA, he says, ask cash or gas. Nobody rides for free. Paying my tithes to the Reverend Dr. Adams in the Coach Gang congregation, staying on my grind and bringing the gospel to the masses. Can I get a? And that's I'll you. give you two. And that's and you. I'll give you two. I got money. <laughs> All right. Michael Frantitoro, he says, her breath is going to be stinking and her feet is going to be stinking. That's right. All right. Right here. And I, guys, if there's hopeless romantic men and women out here, I'm not dissing you, but I'm saying for me in the selection process of people that I associate with, I often find the hopeless romantics to be the most draining of all of them. They're the most time-consuming, draining, delusional, uh, and they put standards on you just because, just because love, just because it's what's done. You need to do this. Like, why? For you, why? Well, this is what's done. Like, you're like... Bye-bye. A&A Radio had, had a Kaylee from the junior college the other day. He said, this broad told me she had a train ran on her by five Jamaicans. I was like, what the F? Coach, tell no lies. You don't want to ask, guys. I never really ask women what they do before me, during me, or after me. I don't care. I mean, I'm pretty selective of what you guys, and I'm just telling you, you'll be shocked. You will be shocked. Shout out to Minister Jap again. Appreciate you for being here. My brother, I shouted you out earlier when you super chatted. Massman says, CGA YouTube hasn't been letting me super chat for some reason, but I see CGA out here killing. Cold approach, one stream at a time. <laughs> Guys, there's too many introverted women to be depending on cold approach. Those women don't even leave their house anymore. You think women? You think all the women are out here in the wild right now? They, they barely leave the house. Number one, they don't have to to get all the energy and validation from men. They don't have to. They don't have to leave the house to get anything. So to depend on, I'm going to wait till I find the women out in the in public, you're going to miss out on all the introverts <laughs> and all the quirky people and the nerds and the musical people and the artists and all that stuff. They don't be leaving the house. Uber Eats all day. Living with their roommates and two dogs. They don't be out. So what do you do then? How you cold approaching and the girls ain't even outside? All right. With the C-19, with the COVID, they, they stand in the house now. All they do is go to work, go to the gas station, go pick up, they go to go home, get their Uber Eats delivered to them. They don't be outside. And when they go outside, they be on a mission. They go to Trader Joe's, pack up their cart, go home, unpack it. And you just waiting. I'm going to wait till the girls are outside. You're going to be waiting your ass off. <laughs> All right. Ace Star says, Coach speaking facts. My old Karen manager always taking me to lunch. The looks I get like, oh, I ain't even smashing that. they like, look at you, you brother. Look at you, brother. Yeah, I like, I know you smashing it. Uh, younger retired, no cap, as an XX attraction for you is run by random X generator. Oh, I see. Yeah. And, and it's, oh, yes. You never know what they find attractive in you. You never know. 
Um, and it's just how it works. They find most men unattractive. So for you to come up to them and be like, nah, find the ones that really find your own lane. And if you only could get old Karens, it is what it is. Miles Chumley, you're right about women your age not being your women. I'm Gen Z, and most women I get that respect me are three to five years younger than me, not my age. That age gap is always the best way. And you'll find the most manipulative women trying to date men their age, right? Because then they can control them a little bit more because they don't get that authority figure, right? And, and trust me, women that are young have dated older men. So this is why you never believe them about that. Oh, you dirty old man. They dated older men already. They've tried it. At least, at least seven to eight years older, at least at minimum, if not 15 or 20. They've all had that one 15 to 20 go around. So don't even try it. But definitely they've had the eight year difference or better. Eight, nine, 10, 10, 12. So let's say they were 24. They had a 32 year old guy. 32, 34, 36. All right. If not 40, 42. They, they, they've done it. He says, what's wrong with them? Ooh. All right. Our official wound. Or single mother says two billion plus net worth Chad and Tyrone is better than a 100k net worth Chad or Tyrone. And he says, "Can I get the list uh, or schematics of this method?" <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm gonna have to write it down. But women, guys, look. I, I live in a like you know Orange County, very much apex predator. They are all going targeting men. Older men, usually, that got money. Like, they ain't playing with you young dudes like that. I'm watching these women over here going at Mastro's. This is what you have to do. You have to get out of your environment. Go go to Mastro's. Go to the bar and just order drinks. You're sitting there, and this, old, this is an old person place. It's not a young, it's not a young nightclub. Go there. There's women that's going to show up. They'll be between the age of 24 and 32. You know who they're there for? They're not there to meet a Chatter Tyrone, bro. They're there to meet men in their late 40s, 50s, and into their 60s. And when I see the dudes that are going to talk to them, they're not young dudes. They're always older men, and they be letting them dudes bend their ear. You got to watch it. Now, now, not all of them are doing it, but it's happening. It happens. They're, that's what they're there for. They ain't there to do it. And you know who does this well in the open? White women and Asian women. They got this thing locked down. That's why all of the time, the, when you see who the wealthy men are with, they're overwhelmingly with white and Asian women. In public. In public. In public, women are overwhelmingly with white and Asian men. I'm sorry, white and Asian women. You know why? Because white and Asian women don't have this hang-up about age. Not all of them do. Some of them do, but not all of them. They got to hang up about stability. They got to hang up about comfort. They got to hang up about apex predator. They got to hang up about how I'm going to manipulate him and get married to this guy and be in his will. Flatbacks and linglings. That's what you see doing this. Now, you'll see black women overwhelmingly trying to date young men for for. And they be broke. Okay, 
you're broke and you're dating young men, smashing out younger men. Yeah, that's why you're going to be broke. Mm. White girls and Asian women don't pull that. They don't play that. They're like, forget that, bro. We looking for a plan, a retirement plan, et cetera, et cetera. But black girls are running around here dating dudes their age, dating dudes at the college, the big man on campus, getting ran through by their running backs. And then they continue this. See, the Kayleys and Linglings will do it on the low, and then they'll get married at 25, or they'll push in their chips. Black women continue this all the way until age 46. And then calling up Kevin Samuels. And then talking about they got a train ran on them at, at age 50. I, and that's what it is. And Latino women, same thing. Overwhelmingly, they more are going to do that than they're going to go, oh, I don't want to date them rich guys. And they'll be broke. Messing with DJs and rappers and athletes and all that stuff. You're like, what? They'll be pulling the Britney Renner. They'll be pulling the, um, they'll be pulling the uh, Larsa Pippen. Trying to date young basketball players like Nah, man. Yeah, aspiring rappers and all that, bro. It is what it is. But that's why they get what they get in the end. They end up peace leaves thinking, broke, trying to finesse the next dude. But they are damn near sure not go over to Mastro's and meet somebody or a cigar lounge and meet some dudes with some real money, <laughs> right? With some long dough, not no rapper dough. Anyway, Soft Sand says, you know you, you're RP when you cannot fake it. Exactly. You don't want to even get in the conversation. You're like, I can't get in the conversation. All right. Proud, produced by Mifi. Thank you, sir, for your super chat. Newski says, women come a dime a dozen in this age that never can be so true. Yeah, it's, it, you'll never run out. And like, if you want to get into that part of the game, you'll never run out now. If you can get yourself to get past these hangups that you're having, you're getting past, you got to get past hangups. You'll never own them. It's your turn. Enjoy them while you have them. If you need to lease, lease the bot, lease the lease. You're not leasing the own lease. Have a little bit of fun. Travel, go get you some travel. Come out, hang out, go build your business. You got to keep them out of your hair. There's no, you, you guys are stuck. And you can't really see how I see it, which is fine. You'll never get to this level. But for me, if I got to just be like, look, you know, it is what it is. Let's enjoy ourselves for an evening. I'll sell you a dream. You'll sell me at least. <laughs> you sell me at least this. I'll wash my hands of you by 11 o'clock. I can move on with my life. I can move on with my life. I don't have to think about you. I don't have to text you. I don't have to run in conversation with you. I don't have to worry about when will I see you again? And can I hang out? Can I spend the night? I don't got to worry about none of that. I ain't got to worry about where is this going? I don't got to worry about none of that. I ain't got to worry about, I wonder what she doing when she ain't with me. Who are you with? Why you ain't going? How come you invite me? I ain't got to worry about none of that. Nothing. I washed them right out of my hair. And then when they done with me, I'll be like, thank you. I enjoyed you. And I can keep it respectful. I literally can keep it respectful for them. Oh, well, good. Well, listen, I no hard feelings here. I appreciate your time. Maybe we'll catch you around. Best of luck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bye. 
And then I go back on, either back to what I was doing, or I call up the junior college. Somebody else needs a book. Who needs a book? Who you texting? But y'all out here arguing with them and follow them around and what they doing and she saying goodnight and she getting her back blown out and you worried about it. You sneaking up on her. You looking at her apartment building. Is the lights on? Is the lights off? That's you. And that's you. And you wondering why you cuckoo. You wonder why you can't get your life off the ground. I don't care what they're doing. I don't care. I really don't have time for this. Will Smith says, coach, I'm not that cold yet, but he says, yeah, my young thing be at the celebrity parties. I just pretend. He says, I like pretending it's just me. Oh, I see. Man, man, dude, look, this is what I tell young women. You need to go live your life. Go have fun. See, I'm not going to be out at the club with her. I'm not going to be at these celebrity parties, but if she's 24, she's going to want to be at these parties, bro. And I ain't going with her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not going with her. They invite me sometimes. Hey, why don't you come out and shake it? Go have fun. Now, if you catch the itchy scratchy on the way or you get divorced, if you get graped, it ain't on me. But let them go have fun. Why y'all trying to keep these girls, man? Y'all trying to house these girls up? Y'all trying to keep them? Man, let them wild horses run free. You ain't going to lock down a woman, man. You're not keeping your, your masculine frame ain't locking down the modern 304, guys. Just let them run. Let them be free. And that, they'll extend that to you too. Be free. They'll start offering their friends to you, bro. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he says they want them cat. They want to herd kittens so bad. Have you ever tried to herd kittens? I'm trying to school y'all guys. Look, y'all trying to alpha y'all way to get a woman's soul. I don't know what you guys are doing. Let them wild horses run free. This one little girl's running out here trying to give me their friends. Stop. I, you know, I'm not getting on you, Will. I don't care what you do. Go to the party. Dude, they be texting me. This is when you know you got control over them. I'm telling you, you have to be indifferent to women. You have to be indifferent to them. They're going to be intrigued. They go out to the club and video with them and show me that they're there. I'll be like, thank you. Looks like you're having fun. <laughs> they be like, look at me, daddy. I'm out here. <laughs> they want to send me the, the video. Looks like you're having fun. <laughs> What, I'm supposed to be impressed by this? Like what? Let me show you something. Y'all think I'll be lying. Watch. Let me show I'm going to show you. I, I, I'm going to show you. I always, because I, y'all I, think I'm lying. I'm going to show you receipts. Let me see if I got the right screen up. So this is one girl right here. She had a party. Five foot one foldable Latina. She sends me the video. And I write under there, I said, party. That's that's my response. Party. You see, that's my response. That's all I responded back. Man, a few words. All I said was party. Then she sends me what? These are my friends. Like them too. 
and I'm sitting here chilling like this. <laughs> That's nice. Great. Mm. What the one I was supposed to say? Fantastic. Who were you with? Like, I'm supposed to care. Oh, it looks like you're having fun. I don't care what they doing out there, man. Anyway, I'm at work, man. I'm not worried about them. So anyway, let's continue on. Mexi Michael, this medicine tastes nasty, this red pill medicine, but helps in the long run. <laughs> the Martin Luther least there. And guess what's happening after that? She texted me, when can I see you again? Okay, how about Tuesday, Wednesday? What, what, what you want? Well, okay, Wednesday, okay. Thank you, see you later. Have a nice day. And that, that was the girl that was like, oh, my friend want to meet you too. So, and that's not even a paid, that's not even a paid one. Anyway. But it's a hard, it's hard for you to get to this point. It's hard for people to get to this point. It's a little bit cold. Uh, one shot moment says gotta be cold to these 304s. Again, they literally will start trying to put themselves in front of you. I mean, you just be like, okay, but they're not used to it. Have you ever heard women say, This guy, these guys are after me. They always in their DMs, they send me long test messages. They always complaining about it, right? Do the opposite. Do the opposite of everything they complain about. Literally be like, okay, sounds good. Nice party. Thanks. Good luck. See you then. They literally going to be like, hmm. Just give them a little bit. Y'all be all in there. Sending them long message. I long to see you again, and I can't wait. And you the love of my life, man. Just leave them people alone. All right. Rest in peace, RP Mike. Don't worry about what she's doing until it's time to lift the gate, he says. And that's what comes after the train. Out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. Yep. That's how I do it. Out of sight, out of mind. All right. Absence makes the heart grow fonder in my in my world here. Victor Jimenez says, Coach, what's the best mode of meeting and dating women? Not cold approach, but I understand. What do you recommend even after getting leverage? Uh, social circle. I think you got to. People always worry, like, what are, what are you going to get at STD and all this stuff? I'm like, I don't mess with straggle daggles. <laughs> like, I'm in a exclusive community. There ain't people here on ABS too much. You know, there's a lot of pretenders and fakes and phonies and infiltrators and all that stuff. But I'm not out here with straggle daggles. So I'm always in that community. And then you got to count in introverts. Introverts are online always. Introverts, are, are, are if they are, they're going to do something similar to what you're doing. If you have an interest in something, you're going to meet people in your interest. I go over this in the book, Free Agent Lifestyle. Do something that you're interested in. They're going to be people there with a common interest. Then you're going to strike up a conversation. So understand what I mean by no cold approaching. There's a cold approach, there's a warm lead, and there's a hot referral. There's a hot referral, there's a warm referral, and a hot lead. No, no, no. There's a cold approach, there's a warm lead, and then there's a hot referral. Most of the time, when I say cold approach, I mean don't go out making it your day to walk up to women cold. But if you're somewhere and I'm chilling, and they're chilling, the conversation strikes up, that's a whole different subject. That's not cold approaching. That's literally the conversation struck up. Oh, when you're interested in, oh, blah, blah, blah. Now, you're, now you're talking. 
That's not a cold approach. All right, so know what cold approach is. Well, you guys are just running up the women willy-nilly. That's a failed method, all right? Uh, Edward Harvey. Hold on for a second. I got to get my daughter. Edward Harvey says, it's time for me to come clean, coach. I have a granny addiction. Never had the opportunity to cohabitate with one. He says, kind of frowned upon down here in rural America. Give me the Mario sound. Yeah, I mean, some dudes have granny addictions. I, I Look, whatever your addiction is, I say go for it. Go for it until you realize it ain't all what it's cracked up to be. Right. I think you have it because you probably maybe not have fulfilled it. But I don't know. Everybody has their thing, man. It ain't my thing. Rest in peace, RP Mike. It, it's originated from Lucia, the no contact coach. It's It says, I said it on a DS stream. And he says, he said it after. Now Rolo says it. Got it from her because I found the RP. So thank you, RP Mike. Lucia, no contact coach, mentioned it. And then he, we were talking about where did the love comes from thing talk about. All right. Um, love turns into indifference instead of. If, if they're attacking you after the love, they didn't love you. They were using you. That's a, you know, the movie, what's that movie called? Sp not Spawn. Whatever Spider-Man's in it. Venom. 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 Okay, so Venom. Venom is about a movie about a parasite that attaches himself to the human being and then is in conflict with the human being. And then when the human being tries to detach from the parasite, the parasite becomes aggressive and tries to reattach. Or if he can't find that attachment, it goes to another person to attach to. And then if that person doesn't take with the parasite, the parasite leaves and vacates that person and then goes to the next thing. Venom. That's what parasites do. When they get with you and they match with you, they become, they become antagonistic to you. They don't attach to you and make harmony. And then when you try to get rid of them, they be like, no, nah, I ain't going. That's that's what that's what hopeless romantics do. <laughs> that's what people do, and they call it love in our country. Do you see what I'm saying? It sounds like it's the exact same thing that a parasite does. When the minute you remove them, they they become your antagonist. They literally they make your life miserable when you be like, oh, I don't need you in here anymore. They like, then they trying to kill you. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's literally what it is. Uh, Edward Harvey says, I'm sorry to let the junior college down, coach, but you can find me in front of the HR building with knee braces and cat uh, Cato fashion gift cards in hand. Give me the buzzer. Hey. <laughs> This is where he likes it right here. We're almost done with the stream, guys. This is where he likes it. He likes it right here. Anyway, I'm trying to tell you what the hopeless romantic does. They they lead with manipulation. They're the most manipulative on the market. The, the hopeless romantic woman. And hopeless romantic men. But hopeless romantic women are super duper manipulative. And their manipulation is like, like when you have a little bit of knowledge, it's like, it's juvenile. <laughs> it's juvenile manipulation where you're like, uh, this is what we did in eighth grade. And what do you mean? And oh, 
I mean, you're just like, wow. You're supposed to read my mind. I shouldn't have to tell you. You should know that type of stuff. That's what a hopeless romantic does. And they know that's literally gaslight manipulation. It's to screw you around. And then they'll go tell their friends, oh, I hit them with the, oh, you should know. That, that, that. Mm. that right there is hopeless romantic stuff right there. All right. Uh, Halo Strike says, nah, coach. Gonna He says, Gonna slab on some pheromone soap, use POA, PUA course game, and I'm going to own their souls. Yeah, I don't want to own any souls. I don't. I literally need the body. I need to use that. That's what I need. And if you cool after that, then we cool. If I can look you in the face afterwards, that's a plus. But that's what I need to borrow. I need to borrow that. Anything after that, I really don't have much need after that. But if you cool, we can kick it. I will go out to dinner and lunch and kick it. But then after that, that's there's not much more, more I need after that. I don't need you around. I don't need you helping cleaning up after me. I don't know. <laughs> Goldschlager says foldable Latinas or foldable Beckys. What we doing, coach? That's a tough one. That's a very tough one. My first lead would be foldable Beckys, but you know, then the foldable that that's just that's too much temptation. This is a tough one. The Puerto Rican, you talking about a Puerto Rican chick? You talking about a foldable Puerto Rican? This is a tough one. <laughs> I was just playing. <laughs> this is a tough one, man. I just both. I'm Deion Sanders. Both. Anyway, Lee says, confession coach, the last part of me rounding into my final form as a man is giving up the belief and finding the unicorn once I reach my financial goals. I keep telling you, man, that when you start reaching financial goals, you start looking around going. Okay, which woman would be good for me? They're not that they're they're not going to be measuring up. All right, because you're going to see they're going to have a lot of financial problems that they're going to look at you. You're literally going to go, she's too problematic financially for me to invest in her. And I'm saying 80% of them are like on, got some financial ish going on. And you're going to be like, I'm not putting that on the line. I'm no way, man. No way. Not for her. That financial stuff, man. They're always like a, a car repair away from disaster. And so you make six figures and they're on, they're fighting a struggle. They're fighting a life struggle that they're too prideful to let you know about and come to you with real help, meaning I need you. See what she should be doing and say, I need you. You would save my life right now. But what you're going to get is something different. Oh, could you help me a little bit? But I still want to be independent. I still want to be free. I still want to go shake my ass. I still want to go, I'm a feminist, and I still believe in this, and you should have voted for Biden. You're you're literally going to create a storm where they're, they're just going to use you and dispose of you, or they're not going to be the type of person you want even when you're helping them. And you're like, man, it's a real conundrum. 
for men who have money. And I always tell you guys, uh, the same as I take about uh, men who get themselves in financial shape, you get more access to women, but less women qualify. Let me say that again. When you get better money and you get yourself in better shape, you get more, more women will say you qualify for them. They'll literally be like, hey, you're good, but less women will qualify for you. It's a conundrum. You're literally like, dang, I got to this point and I thought I would have standards the same as I had when I was broke. But your standards raise up like this and you go, I would never. So you really go, oh, man. You start looking back at women that you would have let in your life and you won't leave. You won't even give them a chance. You're like, oh, hell no. No way. Right? It's lonely at the top, right? Less women start being qualified. And then the women that, that, that you say would qualify, it's a fight to get them. Because guess what? Somebody has more than you. Somebody's bigger, better, badder, richer. So now you're like, I only want these type of women. But now those type of women are selling themselves to millionaires and billionaires. What now? Wow. And believe me, your standards will change when your pockets uh, change. Your standards will change when your pockets change. Because you have to. Socially, you can't be out here. You live in a better neighborhood and you go to better restaurants and you go, your kids go to better schools. You can't be running around here with no granny or no Humpty Dumpty Mastodon. You can't do it. You can, but you're going to really set yourself. You can do it, but it's going to look awkward. Shout out to Josh Breezy says venom analogy bars. It is what it is. That's the hopeless romantic is the, the parasite or the symbiote, the symbiote, the symbiote venom. I stay clear away from, from those people because they are manipulative. They're, they're really going to hurt you in the end. People who are indifferent to you or you pay for or you run game on them or they're trying to manipulate you or they're lunch dating you or dinner dating you, they're not as manipulative as the hopeless romantic. The hopeless romantic is going to take your ass through a levels of finesse over a long period of time and bait and switch you and make you and hold the bag. You're going to be left holding the bag. Shout out to the coach gang brothers. Thanks for being here for this long. I'm going to close down the show. <laughs> I'm going to close down the show and um, do your homework. Do your due diligence when you're messing with people out here. I would always say leverage is your best bet. Leverage is your best bet. Don't be ashamed to try something out. I mean, within standards, pause. But I see you guys doing the same thing over and over again. Your Shout out to Warhammer. Thank you, sir, fist bump. You guys are literally trying to make women like you for you. And it is very clear in this time that that's not going to happen unless you're in high school or the first year in college. After that, it's a game. And game is on, bro. It's a game, and the game is called leverage and finesse and money and status, and that, that's where it's all going to come in. Shout out to the coach game, brothers. No intro, but we're going to hit the outro. Let's do the in, out intro on the outro. I'm studying intros and whether we need them or not. So let's do this. We out. Peace. Peace. <laughs>